Welcome to Post Tsunami, where we talk about life after the tsunami of sound, a marching slash concert band at Challenge High School. And I'm here with Angel. What's up, Angel? How's it going? Hey, Duke. Doing well. It's Angel good. Aragon. The G is silent sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and do your uh, introduction. Yeah, what so I'm Angel. I was uh, class of 2013. I was in band for all four years. Uh, <laughs> I started out on trumpet, then sophomore year, I played tuba. I was the low brass section leader. Junior year, I became like the vice president, senior year president. And, yeah, played all the brass instruments. <laughs> yes, fully seen brass. And I was the one that taught you how to play trumpet, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, I was like, your foot in the door. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Tell us about like your your high school band self. Like, how are you like? For the people who don't know you. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think I'm kind of hard to describe, personally. <laughs> but uh, I have some quotes that people gave me from, uh, let's see. These are from, like, uh, my yearbook and my senior poster board. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, so, uh, here's one. Uh, <laughs> the names have been uh, anonymized for the... <laughs> anonymized for... <laughs> so for their safety. Yeah, so we don't dox anyone here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one person said, you are slightly scary, but bluntly funny. Uh, <laughs> that sounds about person, right. <laughs> another person said, I've always been too shy to talk to you. A third person said, you kind of intimidated me, but I admired your talent from afar. Yep. <laughs> One person said, I remember you as an overall good guy, snarky, sarcastic, yet still mm -hmm. having childlike wonder. And then th <laughs> this is, this is, yeah. <laughs> and then this is the longest one. I like this one. I know you come off as a jerk sometimes, or I know you think you come off as a jerk sometimes, but what mm -hmm. I see is a person with very positive intentions, just expressing them in a different and kind of aggressive way. Yeah. But I still think it's out of a feeling of care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was like, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, that that's always interesting. There's the there's the perception that people have of you, and then there's the perception of other people's perception of you. If that makes sense, it's like what you think people think of you. Yeah, like I I definitely know people thought of me as somebody who's like super serious and you know kind of kind yeah. of scary. <laughs> Yeah. But at my heart, I just really cared about band a lot. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, how. Yeah. That's how I would describe myself. I was. Yeah. Really serious about band. Maybe. Maybe the most serious. Besides, yeah. like you, you and Zondra. Yeah, like I feel Lawrence. like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of people during our time were like very serious. Serious, as in we were caring a lot about the band. Like we cared about the band so much that maybe we took it a little too seriously. But I think that's a good thing in our context, considering that we were student run as well. Yeah. Was, yeah, I, I, I remember, especially since I started off, you know, late compared to a lot of the other people. Yeah. Um, my, my instrument skills were not as good at first, obviously. Yeah, but I took musicianship really seriously. Yeah. Because so, I was like, okay, well, if I can't, if I can't play the part, I can act the part, you know, so yeah. that's probably where part of that came from. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're one of the few people who, like, really put yourself out there and really put in the effort to get, like, really good in a really short amount of time. So I can yeah. for that. that was it was great. it was fun. <laughs> it was a lot of, like you you put in a lot of effort and a lot of work for that. Yeah, it was easy freshman year because we had band fourth period and that went directly into lunch. Yeah. So I was yeah. like I was like I don't need to eat lunch. I can, <laughs> I can <go laughs> practice. Just, yeah, you can just keep practicing. Yeah, those are good times. Because I, I was like, well, every, everyone in my class is like four times is better than me. So I was like, well, I got to put in four times the effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and then um it was it was nice having having band fourth period because um for the people who don't remember the schedule or like just didn't go to ci we had um six periods and lunch was between fourth and fifth period so mm -hmm. when we have um when we had band fourth period sometimes we would have these lunchtime rallies that we would go to and it was perfect because fourth period we would just basically practice and then get ready for the rally and then once lunchtime hit bam we were like ready to go for the rally so that was a lot of um that was really convenient for us as a band yeah and then we had zero period that year too oh yeah zero period um <laughs> we were always like five minutes late to first period it was funny yeah i don't i don't remember zero period for that year was this um, yeah, it was um, your your sophomore year, my freshman year. We had zero period because I remember we uh, had Miss Adrian, me, and a bunch of the other freshmen mm -hmm. for English first period. <laughs> she would always give us a look because we would come in late, but then there would be like an announcer over the intercom, like "Please excuse the." <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Zero right, I don't, maybe I'm making that part up, but I remember I do, we, we did have an excuse. <laughs> I I do remember we we had a zero period. It wasn't even like a zero period. It was um I think it was my junior year, your sophomore year, where we had a we had a field show and it was like mm -hmm. that Friday we were gonna perform it and we needed to rehearse, you know, on the actual field for once. Because I didn't wanna just like, hey, we're gonna just do the rehearsal on the basketball courts and then we're not gonna know how it feels to actually be on the on the football field so i wanted to actually practice on the football field and the only time that the football field was open was zero period early in the morning um <laughs> so i remember having the band um practice on the field one day but that's the only zero period that i remember yeah i think we mostly did it during marching band season mm -hmm. and it wasn't all the time it was really just like yeah to get the field basically because that's the only time it was open yeah, and then was... I remember a couple of times we had jazz band in the spring zero period. That was fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I remember. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, jazz band just felt more like, hey, do you want to play <laughs> in this group? Like, come on in, kind of thing. Yep. And it's um, like, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was just like more playing time. Like, um, yeah. I wish I knew more like formal jazz techniques and all that. But I, I, even then, without that, I still had a lot of fun. Part of yeah, I, I remember I studied under a jazz trumpet player when I was at Ventura College, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Drayton. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, he <laughs> he's like a legit jazz professional. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, whoa. <laughs> it was it was cool. Uh -huh. It's a good learning experience. What are some like <laughs> jazz techniques that you learned from him? Jazz guess, techniques? Yeah, yeah, like I guess some just basics. Yeah, so well, well basically, you know, it's like jazz, a lot of it is improvisation. Yeah. You know, it's it's not all free form. You know, and anytime someone says it's about the notes you don't play, man, that's how you know they don't know what jazz is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just talking out of their ass. But yeah, uh, but you know, uh, having a solo, you know, if you have an accompaniment, you know, you could be playing by yourself. But mm -hmm. it's like it's like having a conversation, basically. Oh, okay. I never really you thought of it like that. Yeah, you know, you want like a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh -huh. You know, and it's like about making uh, a composition off the top of your head, but you want uh -huh. it to sound good. Yeah. You don't want to start a conversation like, hey, man, I just woke up this morning and I got out of bed and then I went to the store and, oh, man, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like no no one, it's like you're, you're mush mouth. And that's not how people talk. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, like, like that's a real general thing. And then, you know, I, I learned a lot about um, active listening and passive listening. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to study a record, you can study so many parts of the, you know, of a 
particular song like you know like miles davis is like so what or something no you're listening to the bass mm-hmm. or are you listening to miles player you're listening to the other piano players the other horn players you know there, there, there's you know music can be the main activity you don't have to put it on in the background you know it's perfectly fine to put it on in the background while you're doing other stuff but you can just sit there and listen to music and mm-hmm. yeah that's something that uh i definitely learned a lot about in college Okay, so you would you would say like passive listening is what I think most of us do, right? It's just kind of mm-hmm. music that we um, enjoy, and we're not we're not like critically thinking about a certain part. We just kind of like listen to it and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, and you would say like that's passive listening versus like active listening is like you're critically thinking about or listening to like the bass part and how it integrates with like the rest of the song and how it interacts mm-hmm. with the guitar and that sort of thing. Yeah, you don't even need to know theory because, like, you don't have to say, like, oh, man, that's, like, oh, he's using the tritone substitution right there. Or it's, like, yeah. oh, that's a really cool, like, it's, like, you, you, don't, you don't need to know that stuff. Like, I think yeah. that stuff is good if you want to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a professional, like, you absolutely, you know, need to know your theory. Right. But even just as, like, a regular person, like, you or I, you know, we have music experience. We can, like, oh, I really like what the bass is doing there. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that's a, that's a valid comment. That's, mm-hmm. like, an active listening comment, you know? If you're yeah. paying attention to it yeah there are definitely some songs where i'll, I'll like critically listen to it and i don't remember li- like hearing this specific <laughs> instrument coming at all like i didn't notice this what it's 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 pretty cool like what you can listen to like once you critically listen to a song yeah like uh, especially if stuff is like in stereo you can like yeah. take out one earphone <laughs> or headphone yeah. or whatever yeah and it's like oh then it forces you to listen to the other part <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know if you heard of um by oral like audio. It's not really specific to music, but mm. it's it's supposed to make you feel like you're there. Like there's yeah. a by oral by oral recording of like someone just walking through New York City and like you can see you know the the cab um honk their horns from like a certain, you know, uh space you can hear the people talking, the people walking and in a specific location. Like there's a spatial like audio yeah it's like really like really cool um i don't know if you've listened to any of the recordings yeah i'm a little bit familiar with that stuff i know uh mark cerny he works at playstation he's like one of the ps4 Mm -hmm. like architects and he's working on the ps5 and that's one of the things for the ps5 is like he talked about like like digitally modeling people's ears to make like more immersive like audio and stuff Uh so it's like you can hear in game with certain headphones like oh the whatever person is on the left they're behind something or it's like i heard something bounce off the floor in the distance and yeah that stuff's real cool acoustics way over my head but i have an appreciation for it yeah 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 (laughs) and imagine playing like a video game or watching a movie without audio i think it's something that (laughs) i think it's something that we don't really pay attention to because we're i think the visuals stand out more like as a moviegoer like as a video game person but without audio it like it would just kill the experience (laughs) It there was actually so was um that recent mummy movie with i think it was like tom cruise mm-hmm. there was a cut of the trailer that made it out without i think any sound effects uh-huh. so like i think it just had like the, the voiceovers yeah so like you would see tom cruise like bump into like a plane he'd go like Ugh! and you would you wouldn't <laughs> hear anything else and it was just like oh this sounds so dead like it like <laughs> just kills your immersion even if you don't yeah, think yeah. that you're like immersed in it exactly. you're watching it and you just like oh this is fake like this isn't <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. It's 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 crazy how much like audio makes, you know, that experience for for a movie or a video game. Yeah, and then Universal like DMCA'd that uh that trailer like no 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 don't don't watch it. 
<laughs> don't watch it because <laughs> people put it up like on twitter and stuff and it got immediately taken down because universal's like oh no that was oh, a bad cut <laughs> oh i see um cool anyways uh let's go into the band memories or the cheese or any stories that we have mm-hmm. um so is there anything that like comes to mind immediately they're like oh god we gotta tell the story yeah, so my my band origin story is pretty interesting. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that. The band so, origin story, like Aragon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How, yeah, That's you can call it movie. a super villain origin story, super yeah. origin story, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I, I started off in band in fourth grade. You know, like a lot of other people of, yep. of, around my age did. You know, I was at Hathaway Elementary with like mm-hmm. RJ and Andrew, and Lawrence, like Arinell, a lot of other people. And uh, I was there for fourth grade. I played the trumpet, you know. We were all bad at it. Bad at weird instruments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, after fourth grade, I moved to Bakersfield for a year. Oh, okay. And then I, I ended up coming back, you know, to um, Oxnards for sixth grade. Uh-huh. But in that year, I, you know, I was at a different elementary school. You different people I had a different music teacher because I was in band over there. But uh, I don't know. I was just really nervous, I guess. And then that would manifest in my trumpet playing. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I just couldn't play trumpet well. Because the band teacher was like, he's just really mean. Like for oh, an elementary band teacher. Yeah. And like, he was like, you're so bad at this. And he gave me like a baritone. He's like, you're playing this now. What? And I was just like, and I, and I just like felt ashamed because it was like this concert baritone, like this ugly yeah. case. And I had to lug it around. And yeah, like after I moved back from um, Bakersfield, I didn't want to be doing music anymore because I had such a bad experience with right. him. Right, so right. I was just like, I, I was just like, I'm not listening to music anymore. I'm not playing music. I was like, I'm done. I'm just like, I'm done. Yeah, that sounds like if 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 you're a band director, you I think you want to be as encouraging for like little kids because remember we're probably like what's like ten, eleven at that time. Yeah, um, I was ten, and it's hard to remember, you know, how actually mean he was, and you know how much of it yeah. was just my circumstances, and how much you know I'm remembering or not remembering. But I, yeah. I remember he gave me like a lot of anxiety, even like as a yeah. little ten year old. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like kind of scarred off of music for a long time. Yeah, and then you know, in sixth grade, I went back. I couldn't go to um, I couldn't go to Halfway, so I went mm-hmm. to Blackstock for sixth grade instead. Oh yeah, but yeah. But, but everybody, all my friends were all at Halfway still. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because back except then... Except for, like, me and Jose, I think. <laughs> yeah, back then, back then, they had that weird thing where um, for sixth grade, only half the people stayed at the elementary school and the other half went to Blackstock. I was one yeah. of the kids that went to Blackstock. So, yeah, me too. I don't know. It was, I don't know, it was weird. Like, half of our friends were just, like, we wouldn't see them for a year, I guess, yep. at school at least. Yeah, and, and the, at Blackstock in sixth grade, that's where I made friends with, like, um, with, like Taylor. Mm-hmm. and like mark galimba and a bunch of other people yeah. uh, I, I knew i knew patty briefly from back then she was in a different class but oh, okay yeah cool. yeah so, so that, that, that's why like i knew a lot of the band people even before mm-hmm. coming into ci's band and you know i didn't really i just didn't do band at middle school at all i was just like dope it's like no one's gonna ask me about it so i was like i'm not gonna do it yeah <laughs> and then you know fast forward uh to the end of middle school we're supposed to, you know, do your orientations and blah, 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 go to high school. I was originally supposed to go to Wainimi. Um, uh-huh. Even though, like, I could cross the street to my friend's house and he would go to uh, CI. <laughs> Just because mm-hmm. of the way districting worked. And I was yeah, like, well, yeah, this yeah. is messed up. <laughs> I was like, this is awful. <laughs> so uh, we eventually figure out, um, I, I we move, basically, and then, because we were just going to move at that time anyways. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to go to CI based off of that new address. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. But um, 
<laughs> they didn't have all my transfer info when I started school, so I was able to enroll and everything. But for whatever reason, they just didn't have any of my files. So I had like all just generic classes. Oh, so, like, okay. It wasn't based off of my test scores or anything. You know, like they would place you in honors or what, or like uh, college yeah. prep or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or like remedial even. So they just gave me baseline everything. So for the first two weeks of high school, I actually had the wrong schedule. But I was an official student. Oh, okay. That was kind of like then, Maddie's situation, I think. Yeah. And then eventually they were able to, like, you know, get my um, get my data. I don't know why it took them so long. But mm -hmm. I, I was I talked to, um, I think it was Mr. Cozen, the counselor. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I had Mr. Cozen, too. He's a, he's a really good counselor. Like, yeah, he was awesome. Like, yeah. he, was, he was real understanding. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can help you. And then, you know, he's like, oh, well, we got to pick you electives. He's like, um... How about art? And I was like, okay, art. And he's like, all right. And you have room for another elective. And then I just remembered my mom telling me, like, she was just, like, really adamant. Like, you have to join a club. You have to do something. Like, you're not going to sit at home after <laughs> coming, after yeah, school. Yeah. Like, you, you're not going to be part of the going home club. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember at that time, Jose had accidentally got put into band. Uh, Jose Assistio. Assistio, okay. Yeah, because yeah, he was my friend from elementary school, and I was like, well, he doesn't play an instrument. I was like, why is he in band? I was like, that's, I was like, that's so random. Turns out he's like one of the best sax players <laughs> in the band. Like, I know. Without even yeah, trying. Fast forward. Yeah. Yeah, we taught him trombone in like a day, and we were just like, you're like a savant, Jose. <laughs> you're like a genius, but okay. But um, yeah, so I was like, uh, can I join band? Because all of my friends were in band. I was like, why not? Like, just screw it. And he was like, uh, he's like, we usually don't put people in like midway. He's like, go ask Mr. Terrell right now. Yeah, why not? So I just, I just went to Mr. Terrell's office yeah, or his uh, classroom and he had a singing class at the time. I think at that point. A singing class. That's or, 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 yeah. Or like, or like they were doing singing. I don't know if it was maybe the guitar class or something, but they were, oh, they were singing okay. that day for whatever reason. Oh, okay. But everyone was really too, everyone was too shy or something to sing. Oh, I see. So he, I was talking to him. He's like you know what, how about you sing for me? I'm going to sing you a note, and I want you to sing it back. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, okay. So he was like, bah, and I would go like, bah. bah. <laughs> and then we just did that a couple of times. He's yeah. like, I like your gumption. You can join the band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I find <laughs> I find, I find, with singing, um, the way to overcome like the fear of singing is that you have to treat your voice like an instrument and not like mm -hmm. you as a person. Like You have to separate that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was but... just me walking into that with like no context in front of a class of like other freshmen. I was just like, okay, yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he was like, yeah, you can join. Go tell the counselor it's fine. I was like, cool. Yeah, I think he just showed up the band one day. I was like... <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, literally, literally that day, I remember I made like a surprise entrance. And then like you just see like all the freshmen like, wait, what? Why are you? Because <laughs> they all know me. Yeah, like why are you here? And I'm like surprised. Yeah. yeah. Did you go to band camp that year that summer before? No, I did not. You didn't? Okay. Yeah, I was, um, we were, when we were in the process of moving, um, my grandparents, they lived in the apartment they were living in for like 30 years, basically. Yeah. And then they got a new landlord and then he evicted everybody oh, <laughs> from the apartment. Feels bad. So, yeah. So it was just like, you have three months by. Uh -huh. So that summer we spent, you know, you know, the three months looking for a place and helping move and we, they had a garage, you know, with 30 years worth of crap and. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was not a fun summer. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like that. <laughs> Moving is hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've moved like 14 times in my life. I counted. So, yeah, like actually 14 times. <laughs> yeah, actually 14 times. I, I haven't lived in 14 different places. A lot of it was moving, yeah. you know, back and forth to the same place. Yeah, yeah. From a different place, but mm -hmm. I, I've moved like 14 times. Mm, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I got into band. And then, because uh, I still had my trumpet and stuff. 
Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's when we started like the newbie band, and you were in charge of us. Oh yeah, the newbie band. I completely forgot about that. Uh, yeah, we had we had so many new people that we could make like a newbie band, mm-hmm. like a like a like a JV band, I guess. Yeah, JV I don't band. Know what yeah. You call... <laughs> yeah. A JV slash newbie band. Um, yeah, we played. We 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 had some like easier concert pieces. What were what was the easy concert piece? I have I have my band folder like next to me. I could we had a, a Scarborough Fair. Yeah, that was a like big a, one. That was it was like, like just I think it was like like no fair at all or, or just not fair. I forget what it was called. It also had fair in the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just remember Scarborough Fair. Like that was that was kind of like the newbie band. Yeah. you know. I, I remember uh, Kevin. Kevin made me play first trumpet on that. He's like, "You're gonna do it." Yeah. I was like, "What?" <laughs> what? He's <laughs> like, "It's your it's like it's your piece. You're gonna do it." I was like, "Yeah, okay. yeah." It's <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not too bad. I think it's a relatively easy piece. But um, yeah. I, I remember Kevin just <laughs> pushing everyone like in a good way. Like mm-hmm. I I think he would always push me, and you know at the time I would feel like really uncomfortable. But um, it definitely makes you like a better player when you push yourself. Yeah, I remember when we played uh, Music of the Beatles. Um, he like sat me down yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna listen to all the Beatles songs, so you have like a some context." <laughs> Yeah, some context uh, yeah. for it, and like he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll walk you through it. He's like, I'll work, I'll work with you. And I remember that was just really nice of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, yeah, I joined dramatically because I can never do anything the easy way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just like showed out of nowhere, like I'm here now. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I guess sophomore year, uh, we didn't have any tuba players, so. That's when I taught myself to play tuba, like yeah. second semester of my freshman year. Towards the end of that, I was just like, I'm teaching myself to read bass clef, <laughs> teaching myself uh-huh. to play tuba. Yeah, yeah, that was ba- fun. Bass bass clef never stuck with me. Like every time I would learn it, <laughs> I would just forget it, <laughs> just because I don't use it that that much. Yeah, I, I got good enough where I can like transpose between bass clef and yeah, treble clef, good. and then bass clef and like E flat and C and mm-hmm. F and yeah, that taught me how to transpose. I learned some basic music theory like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then it was funny because, like, going into band camp, we still didn't have a low brass section leader. Yeah. It was like, it was like Vince doing a lot of that. Yeah, because the moment when Vince <laughs> left, low brass was just kind of in limbo. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like, it's, it's like, it was like, newbies. yeah, it was just like me, Sean, and then, like, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, "All right, let's just make uh, you and Brandon the section leader as like co-section leaders, since since like low brass is big enough <laughs> to do that." Yeah, um, that's how that happened. Yeah, that's how that happened, and I think it worked pretty well. I mean, you yeah, guys got along, so no complaints. Yeah, yeah, no, we were never at each other's throats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually used to be really mean to Brandon. In oh, really? School, yeah, no, <laughs> I've apologized to him. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> We were all jerks in middle school. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't he get banned bully? The banned bully superlative. I never understood that. I was like, hmm. It's like he's a nice guy. Yeah, it was like it was it was him and Marcel. Like I could I could understand Marcel, but why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, Brent, like he, like we never bullied our section. We were like the chillest section. Yeah. <laughs> Low brass. We were always just like the sturdiest one. Like we're just cool. Like yeah. Yeah, you guys are that foundation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sophomore, I became you know. Uh, tuba section leader, low brass co section leader. Mm-hmm. When junior year became like vice president, and then the way I became president was really funny too. Because one time we were just because um, we'd have people hang out in the band room at lunch, and we were all playing yeah. like our 3ds's, and we were just being real loud. 
Yeah. And then Mr. Terrell calls me over and I was just like, oh man, we're being too loud. I was like, oh crap. I was like, I was just ready to apologize to Mr. Terrell. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we won't do this again. Like, I'm sorry for being loud. He's like, hey, Angel, you want to be president next year? <laughs> and I was that like, like Terrell. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I was already vice president at that point, and that's yeah. how that happened. <laughs> yeah, easy clap, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I actually, I did like the first day or two of um, drum major tryouts. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, maybe I'll do this. And then I saw Lawrence doing it, and he's like, you know what? I was like, I think Lawrence would be better at it than me. And I was like, I also like playing my instrument because I remember you yeah. would tell me like, I was like, I'm too busy directing to get to get to play. So I was like, you know what? I like playing. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I feel like in high school I didn't really get to play that much, and that's honestly one of the things that I kind of missed out on. I feel like just because I was always conducting or just doing something administrative wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got to college, I was like, I don't want to do any leadership positions. I want to play my trumpet. So um, yep. I made it a point to not do any leadership positions just play just be part of the bands and it was a lot of fun yeah, yeah definitely yeah like i just saw lawrence at that time and like i had a couple of other people tell me like oh i think you'd be a good drum major or mm-hmm. something i was like ah maybe but i was like i'm not uh how do i put this i don't like being like first in command i like mm-hmm. being second in command yeah yeah <laughs> because you, yeah. you still have a control, but you don't have all of, like, the weight on your shoulders of, like, responsibility or yeah. the consequences. And even, <laughs> yeah, even when I was, like, getting, you know, higher positions in the band, it wasn't like I want all the power. It was like I just really like playing music and I like taking this, you know, as seriously as I can. Yeah. And I was, yeah. Like, I was like, I think Lawrence would be a better face for the band. And I'm like, people like Lawrence mm-hmm. more than they like me. Uh, and I was like, yeah. And so I, I just thought it was naturally better fit. Okay. Lo and behold, got it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you even remember me being there the first day or not. I don't. I I don't remember honestly. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who else tried out? It was um, I remember Patty um, tried out twice. Yeah, Patty um, was there. Uh, there was like an incoming freshman. They, they were in middle school at the time, but I think they were going to come. Megan. Uh, yeah, I think it was Megan. It was like um, it was it was Kimberly's sister, like young. Yeah, sister. yeah, Kimberly's sister. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. They're, they're, I think Myra might have been there. I don't. I don't remember that well. Yeah, it's that area's kind of fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. remember seeing. Uh, oh, I think Paul did try out actually that year as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, feels bad. <laughs> like Lawrence got it. Like in retrospect, yeah. maybe I should have picked Paul. Because I I remember um, when I heard about Lawrence's leadership, like he was going through a lot of personal things, so he wasn't there yeah. a lot of the time. Um, yeah, I, I, I Lawrence and I we've talked about this like mm-hmm. as adults uh, since then. And, like I remember we, we hadn't seen each other in a few years, and then like yeah. just like a couple years ago we had saw each other. Yeah, and he was just like apologizing for that, and I was just like, oh, it's like water under the bridge, man. I was like, I never held it against you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for not being there. I was like, every, we were all teenagers. Like, who cares? Like, it's fun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're going through stuff, you know, we can't we can't change that. So yeah, totally. And then, if anything, I I regret because I was president. I regret not being stepping up a little bit more to hold mm-hmm. things accountable. Because like we, we we held things together, Paul and I. You know, because Paul was yeah, assistant yeah. drum major. Yeah, yeah. But like we weren't like th- there wasn't really a figurehead basically. Like administratively, yeah. I, I I was running a lot of things. You know, on Lawrence's behalf. 
Yeah. Like it, basically in me and leadership meetings or whatever, just me saying no to people's bad ideas. And stuff. <laughs> Wait, that was the fun. What, that was the fun part of being president. What are, do you remember some of these bad ideas? <laughs> no, just like we would have fundraising ideas and I was like, that's not realistic. I'm like, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. And they're like, how about mm -hmm. we do this? And like, actually I like, I don't like that idea, but it's a good idea. So let's go with yeah. it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, try, uh... I tried to be impartial. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what do you think about this trip to Germany? <laughs> you remember that? Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Mm. And Terrell, like, Terrell's, like, pretty ambitious, you know, sometimes. There was that one year, I think it was, um, um, the year going into your junior year, I think. Yeah. Or your sophomore year. Um, Terrell wanted to go to Germany, and, like, we're gonna fundraise all this money, and we're gonna go to Germany. That never yep, happened. I remember like, that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that, we, like yeah. we can barely fundraise for, like, a bus. Like, how can we fundraise to go, like, halfway across the world, you know? Yeah, that, that was one thing, you know, I always admired about other bands, especially, like, Oxnard. Yeah. Like, they, they were, like, really organized. And um, yeah. Mr. Lejean, actually, he was friends with uh, my college trumpet teacher, Mr. Drayton. Mm -hmm. And he played with the jazz band a couple of times. Because oh, we yeah, had a yeah. French horn player. Mm -hmm. So he would be the substitute every now and then. Oh, okay, cool. So it was cool just seeing Mr. Lejean play French horn and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, in, like, junior year, I had, like, an epiphany about the band, and I was like, ah, you kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 like not yeah. that everyone's bad, but I was just like, you could be a lot better if everyone took it more seriously. But yeah. I, I, I just realized at the time, I was like, everyone's not here to, like, take it seriously. Some people are here to have fun. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's like you can have, you can, you can play music and have fun, or you can have fun and play music. <laughs> And I think most yeah. people were there to have fun and play music. And that, that's not a bad thing, but, like, personally, I had to, like, at, at the time, I had to come to terms with that. I was just like, <sighs> okay, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll be the best I can be, and, you know, I'll try to bring up, you know, people around me. But I was like, as a collective, I was just like, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna be the yeah, best. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think considering our resources and our talent and, you know, whatever LCI had, like, we were a pretty good band for what we had. Definitely. Um, but um, one year, in our senior year, we had um, a, a substitute because Terrell was out. Um, yeah. Mr. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Bodie? I forget his name. He used to be the the, the director at uh, Wainimi's band. Mm -hmm. um, and he was, like, retired, but he was doing substitute teaching. Yeah. And then yeah. He, he was with us with, for, like, a week or two. And, like, he, he, like, he was just, like, because he was just really different from Terrell. And, like, everybody was a little scared of him because he was, like, strict. <laughs> yeah. so, but, like, but we sounded, like, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It was like, everybody just kind of has to have the right mentality and, like, we could sound, you know, so much better. Yeah. But, like, like, like at that point, yeah. I realized, I was like, okay, everybody is not here for that. So I was like, that's fine. It was, it was kind of like a bittersweet thing, like, fine, I'll begrudgingly do this, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause when I look at other high school bands, I'm like, damn, that could have been us, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's not something I hold over people. Cause it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, not, not yeah. everyone has their own reasons for not everyone was as driven as, right. uh, you know, a yeah, bunch yeah. of like, like uh, specifically, I remember it, it's the people who would always do cleanup. So, you know, like you, oh, me, yeah, yeah. Zon Zonro, yep. Amaro, RJ, Lawrence, and like Ray, some other people, Paul. Yeah. You know, it's like those were the people helping set up and take down, and those are the people, you know, who took things, you know, seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, <laughs> not everyone's on board. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, considering that we were student run, I think we did a fairly like good job, I guess, yeah, music wise. Um, 
because I feel like if it's student run, there's you can that could be a disaster. You know, just think about it. A teenager like running other teenagers, you know, it's just that sounds like a recipe for disaster. But I think we did a good job of keeping it together. Yeah, because we because we had people at the top who were like pretty serious about it. Yeah, and then the people you know who were at the top generally respected their section leaders or, yeah. or you know people in charge. So mm -hmm. we got along pretty well, and that, that's what I really liked when you became drum major. Like you kind of put in place all that administrative stuff, and we we carried yeah. that on you know after you left and. So we were yeah. used to, you know, holding leadership meetings or, or, you know, or section leader meetings or, or combined, you know, band officers and section leaders and then leadership together, officers and section yeah. leaders with the drumline captains and stuff like that. And yeah, that yeah, stuff was cool. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, because before then that wasn't really in place and I knew that the band was growing like really fast considering that like, your class was like massive. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap like we we like we can't just have three people running the show that's like borderline dictatorship so <laughs> um I don't, like i don't know if a lot of people are going to go with that like you could do that with a group of like 20 25 people and it's fine yeah um but like with a group of like 50 60 people like i don't think that's gonna fly so i figured we should have like a leadership group I, I remember groups. as a what was it as like uh as freshmen like lawrence and i <laughs> we kind of made a promise to each other like all right you, you and me buddy we're gonna get to the top yeah <laughs> and then we actually did it so i was like that's funny <laughs> yeah 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 because we were just really inspired by julian eduardo and vince you know exactly yeah they were such yeah. big role models <laughs> yeah it's like damn i want to be like them like in terms of like leadership and like goals and musicianship and all that stuff yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and it was just like so lawrence and i were like yeah we'll do it and then we did <laughs> yep yep <laughs> <laughs> it was fun yeah we, we didn't you know didn't do it as well i don't in my opinion but you know we tried <laughs> yeah i so for me i kind of like stayed hands off senior year i don't remember that much regarding like your senior year so like can you talk about like your senior year like anything that stuck out to you um any cool events any drama i guess that occurred yeah i don't remember drama but yeah i just remember you know lawrence had his personal stuff going on and then yeah. so it was kind of up to me and paul being at the top then mm -hmm. and I, I didn't want to overstep any boundaries because i was like i'm yeah. not lawrence like i'm not i was like i, I don't want to i don't want to feel like i'm lawrence's substitute and also i was like paul could use the experience for oh yeah, yeah. his incoming year so so i i, I kind of just you know played support for paul mm -hmm. and you know gave paul advice I, I was the dick cheney to his george w Bush, <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine Lawrence being gone. It's kind of like having a sub, like with Paul there. It's it's just like having a sub in your class all the time, right? Yeah, <laughs> like like we were able to hold things together, but like you could tell we had fallen off ever so slightly from the prior year, which is why I would consider junior year like my favorite year, mm -hmm. just because musically we were like really good. Academically, I was doing pretty well at that time. Yeah. Like I had a lot of fun my senior year, but uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Like, uh, what was I going to say? Like, yeah, I, I, I do kind of regret not stepping up a bit more to help, mm -hmm. you know, in Lawrence's absence. And it's not like he wasn't there all the time. Like, he was there a lot. Just sometimes he was just gone for, you know, personal yeah. reasons. Yeah. No one should hold that against him. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, senior year was pretty fun. Like, uh, I remember that year, like, there were people, like, who just didn't have the band class because they were focusing on, you know, finishing up their college prep mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like I was like, I have to like play tuba for concerts. Band. I was like, okay. Oh. I was like, fine, I'll play because because at that point I was kind of bored with tuba. 
Because uh, a lot of the a lot of the pieces we played just had boring tuba parts. Yeah, which is funny because because now I really you. appreciate tuba and I miss playing tuba. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> I don't know how good I had it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can. And I, I got I, to I, use the big uh, the Yamaha concert tuba, that big thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I thing could, was awesome. I could see why the tuba part can be boring because I I feel like I don't know most of the time you're playing like just quarter or eighth notes. You know, it's like nothing too complicated. Yeah, and w once you get to like the collegiate level and stuff, oh, like, yeah, there's definitely. way there's way more interesting stuff. But just like the yeah. level of music we were playing for tuba, it was just not very fun for me. Right. right. So that's why I would play trombone a lot of the time uh -huh. if we had if we had the other tuba players there. So, and then Brandon was like playing baritone because I think he was getting bored of trombone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's because you know he had played trombone parts for so long. Yeah. So it's like you know playing yeah. the same old trombone parts for like a marching band every year. It's like it gets on you. Yeah, that's why I try to keep it interesting with like new pieces. That's why I got, um, like Take on Me from UCSD and some other pieces from there. Buddy um, Holly, Buddy Holly. Um, there, there was that big real fish song that we never got to play, but I have it. Yeah, um, it's uh, what, what is, it? is it? She's famous now. Yeah, I yeah it's... I. I it's have that song. song. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. I I have it. It's just we never really got to play it, and it was on the harder end. So I think it definitely required some, you know, more time and diligence. Yeah, yeah, that that was cool because I really liked. Uh, I still like ska music, but that was like my first foray back into music because uh, yeah. I, I I wasn't listening to music really until I started high school. Uh -huh. So that's where I formed a lot of my musical taste was in high school. Yeah, and uh, ska was just something I naturally was drawn towards because it's like oh it's got horns i play one of those yeah 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 you can kind of relate to it <laughs> yeah. yeah and then like um for, for uh, back to back on active listening that was um mm -hmm. like everything has a clear part the guitar is doing upstrokes and stuff oh, yeah. and then the bass yeah. has the bass line and then the horns have their horn part and then you know maybe there's a keyboard and there's usually a singer but not all the time mm -hmm. so then it's just easy to pick out all the different parts so it's like okay now i can listen to the horns this time now i can listen to the blah 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 this time and, uh -huh. So that, that kind of, like, indirectly taught me about, like, active listening, too. So, mm -hmm. cool stuff. Yeah, it's always <laughs> pretty cool. I, I never, um, like, I don't actively listen, listen to it now, but I always appreciate it. Because, yeah, it has, like, the horns. I remember every now and then you'd play, like, a Streetlight Manifesto song. And I was like, yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah. It's like Streetlight <laughs> Manifesto, Big Real Fish are, like, the two. <laughs> yeah. Just call bands that I think of. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing I remember from high school was... Uh, DA, disgruntled aviators. Oh yes, DA. Um, <laughs> I never project. really thought about it. That 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 could be its own podcast. Like honestly, that would be funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a good time. That we had a great time. Yeah. What I what I remember from DA, I remember I remember being like really nervous. Um, <laughs> it's just performance anxiety. Like I could play mm -hmm. the part. Um, yeah. But when we actually play, I'd, like I don't know, it was, it was rough. Like I remember. Yeah, you were like a boy band so it's like your part is your part yeah 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 <laughs> you can't hide behind your section because you yeah, are the section exactly yeah you can't you can't rely on anyone it's just you <laughs> and i remember at um 805's got talent when we performed um i forgot what song we played i think it was um i think we played i want it that boy. way yeah yeah it was that one backstreet boy song i think i, I messed up my another. part oh did you yeah, yeah i think um I don't, I honestly, I don't remember, like, I, I pushed it out, out of my memory because I knew I messed up, and so 
I didn't, I didn't want to relive, um, relive that like part of me like screwing up. And to this day, I, I'm, I haven't seen the recording of the performance. So, yeah, don't, um, don't watch the ones of us, uh, playing in the band room. Like I, I I've listened to that yeah. one. I was, I was playing like my tone was awful because I was playing the sousaphone. It was just like nah, it was not good. <laughs> yeah, I actually re-listened to that one like kind of recently since I uploaded those. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I think we sound all right, considering also considering that like, it was also Bandcamp after Bandcamp, yeah. and we were very yeah. tired. So yeah. I think that's really understandable. You know, we got to play like all these songs. We're super tired. <laughs> Dry Remember we, we recorded a firework for Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was probably our best song, Firework. Like we played that one the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one, and then the um, uh, the Spirited Away song. Yeah, I had Julian play that song. Just yeah, because I was like so tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because my range those, is not those... that great. Um, yeah. But um, I had Julian play that song to give me a break. <laughs> um, yeah. Because the trumpet part's fairly, it's fairly like you're playing through, through the whole thing. It's like you don't have a break. Yeah, you're the you're the main melody. Yeah. Exactly. And then at the chorus or whatever, uh, you have the the alto sax playing the harmony but yeah it's all on you yeah yeah <laughs> like 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 trombone and tenor just doing the background yeah parts, and then yeah. juba's you know strictly the bass it wasn't like the other ones where we would trade off sometimes it was like no this is 100 trumpet <laughs> yeah i feel like as a trumpet player you need that break <laughs> to like yeah. to uh give your chops a rest because it can get pretty tiring yeah that's something uh i had fun playing um uh like as an alumni going to like uh like homecoming like playing with frank you know he was yeah, a freshman was awesome. he was a freshman when i was a, when i was a senior yeah but then you know at the point where we were both graduated we both go to the alumni things and we just like dick around <laughs> dick around playing oh, man, like first it. trumpet parts yeah so i was just like all right frank you play the high notes and i'll play the real stuff and then it's like okay frank <laughs> yeah. now i play the high notes and you play the real stuff <laughs> yeah yeah that was always like homecoming is always really fun that, that can be its own yeah. topic but uh you know, homecoming is fun because we can kind of do the things that we never got to do in high school, I guess, if you know what I, I mean. I, I remember um, my, my uh, the, the year after we graduated, when we went back yeah. from homecoming, we played Take On Me. And then, like, yeah. Lawrence, RJ, Andrew, and I went to the front, the front where, like, Paul was conducting in the yeah. stands. Yeah. And then, like, I played, like, I played the octave part, so I hit the really yeah. high note, yeah. like, in the actual song on, on trumpet. Uh-huh. And I was just like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no one can tell me. Yeah, no one can I'm... tell you what to do. You're alumni. So... <laughs> and Paul great. was like, yeah, go for it, man. I was just like, hell yeah. Yes, that's the dream. Um... It was funny because, like, I went to every homecoming and graduation since I graduated. So, like, I would see, like, freshmen that I didn't know. And then and then eventually they would have joined the alumni band. I was just mm-hmm. like, whoa, whoa. I've been here for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The, the alumni band, it's... We kind of like transcend the, I guess the high school like, I don't know experience. We're like yeah. you are like if you're a senior, then you know if you meet a freshman, you're only gonna know them for that year. But like once you once you're an alumni, like doesn't matter what year you graduated from, like what you play, like time is non-existent as adults. Um, yeah. We don't have yeah, like, and, that level system. <laughs> yeah, and I, I tried to be really hands off. Like when I was like, oh, I'm just here to play music. Like you, you don't need my like. If you want my advice, you can ask me. But I'm like, I'm just like cool. I'm just a visitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, as an alumni, you don't want to be too like in the current band's face. 
Yeah. You know, um, there's like a very fine line between like helping them and just being patronizing. So yeah, I try, I try not to be like too patronizing. Um, yeah, I, I always tried to just be good with them and stuff. And, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was it? Weren't we banned one year? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> weren't, weren't we banned? Like alumni was were banned from the banquet or something? What? Oh yeah, there was that that whole drama. It was um, it was my my brother's senior year, which is like 2014, 2015. Yeah, okay. And I forgot what happened, but I, oh, I think. What happened was that like drumline. I don't. I don't remember the story specifically. So someone could be yelling at me, you know, secretly. <laughs> um, but um, what happened was that drumline didn't like it, and they didn't like a certain drumline alumni. So instead of just telling oh, them wow. not to go, they just straight up banned all all alumni <laughs> as like a nuclear option. Yeah, you see, yeah. I thought it was something I had said. That's what I always oh, thought. No, I was no, just no. like, because I remember, I think that was a point of contention. Like, I think someone mm-hmm. I remember on the alumni group is like, Angel called us a bunch of kids or something. And then someone commented, yeah. like, he would do that when he was in high school. And I was like, hell yeah. That's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that too. I think that was a separate <laughs> issue. Um, but, mm-hmm. but before I get to that, um, yeah, that was, that was the reason why, like, all the alumni were banned from the banquet was because, this drumline alumni did it was wasn't liked by the current drumline people mm. so they were like all right let's just ban everyone so that we don't ha- we don't actually have to like say it in their face we don't like them yeah <laughs> but then that causes all the bunch of issues because i'm like yo i'm kevin's brother like <laughs> and i can't <laughs> yeah. even go to his like own banquet what the hell <laughs> yeah you know um so that, that blew over though pretty quick from yeah that blew over pretty quick um that's funny yeah, regarding regarding the kid stuff, yeah, someone got offended by that. But you gotta think of it like um as if if you're the older person, everyone under you is a kid. Like it doesn't matter what age. Like Yeah, I would I would have said that <laughs> if I was in their class probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what someone else said. Like he was doing that when he was in there. I was mm-hmm. like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come was... at me. Play play me your major skills, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I bet you can't. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm in the Ventura County Concert Band, and um, everyone there calls me a kid because I'm like one of the younger, the younger, the younger folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just age is all relative, you know. We don't mean it to like offend you or like to like put you in your place or something like that. It's just like you're younger than us. You guys are kids. That's it. There's no. Yeah, like... and then I, I, yeah, I think, and then after all those people graduated, what do you know? Never a problem. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> And what do you the, know? Yeah, yeah, and then like some of them ended up like being part of the alumni band, which is like kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. What do you know? Never. What a do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember last year at homecoming, like a bunch of the low brass, the current low brass, like they all wanted to take a picture with me and stuff. I was like, "What? You know who I am?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" We've been <laughs> like, in, what? We've been immortalized, like. <laughs> People know. Yeah, that's always weird. Like people know who you are, but you've—it's been like literally five years since you graduated. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, God, th- th- there was like a, this one tuba player. I remember he would come by sometimes and play with us, and he was always really nice. And he had graduated like a year or two before us. I, I think you knew him, but I, I don't remember his name. But he was like a really cool guy. And you play tuba. <laughs> oh, um, what was it's like Felipe. I don't think, but. 
there was I don't know if we're talking about the, we're thinking of the same guy, but there was um this old sousaphone player that would come by and we nicknamed him, like him the Iron Lung. Mm. He was like I think he was like two years younger than Vince. Um, I forgot his name, but um, he was a really good sousaphone slash tuba player. Yeah, I think it was probably that guy. And he was always really nice. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, just tell me what to do. He's like, tell me where to play. I was like, cool, man. Like, thanks. Thanks for helping yeah. us. Yeah, there was, also, <laughs> there was also that other old alumni. I think he graduated in 2000. And he was a trombone player. He he came and visited us and played with us, you know, just randomly a couple times. Um, I forgot his name. But, yeah, yeah. He, yeah he was a trombone player. He, he was like, his, I think his name was Jesus. But yeah, he, I remember. Yeah. I remember his suits. He was. He went to UCLA Band Day with us. I think at one point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a really good trauma player. Yeah, he was really cool. I remember watching yeah. him march, and I was just like, "Oh, this guy's cool." <laughs> yeah, this guy's. This guy knows knows what he's doing. You know. <laughs> yeah, like he could march yeah. and like play like flawlessly, and I was just like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. What else about homecoming? Um, I like making the super arc, <laughs> the god arc. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I re- I remember um like if if you were on a certain side you couldn't see the fireworks and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I think at one point like you would ju- you, I think you you gave us like a parade rest thing so everyone could turn their heads. Oh yeah. yeah. You were like, you're like I'm going to let you go to parade rest and I'm going to let you turn your heads. Uh-huh. Like, that, that was like you or Lawrence or Paul. Someone did that. Someone did that. So yeah. so, so, so everybody could that. see the fireworks because it was just kind of yeah. sad just like standing there at attention. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that I, I kind of wish I've I kind of loosened on were like how serious you know drill commands were because I think being being part of college band we didn't really take drill commands we didn't do drill commands like at all like we were just kind of yeah. there to play um, yeah so I think as um as as a high school band I think that's one of the things I would have like toned down a little bit was you know the seriousness of like drill drill stuff. yeah I, I never liked that stuff like i won like yeah. one or two drill downs uh-huh. but i was never one of the people in my class winning like all the drill downs because i was yeah. just like I, I was like i don't like the military stuff i was like mm, we, we're playing yeah. music we don't, we don't have guns yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's more of like a traditional thing like yeah, you know, yeah people, people people in old bands you know did it so we just kind of like carry on and yeah, I didn't like hate it or anything, but I was like, yeah. all right, this is kind of corny, but I'll go along with it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, as as the person giving the commands, like, okay, there were some times where we would do by the numbers, and I would just straight up forget the commands I said. So I would say like canceling all previous commands because I just forgot. Yeah, <laughs> so I remember funny. that. It's like right oblique, left oblique, left oblique, right oblique. Oh crap! What was the about face? <laughs> Oh man, I remember that. That was kind of. But I didn't tell anyone. Like I didn't tell anyone that I forgot it. I'm just like, oh crap, I forgot. I forgot the second command. I'm just yeah. gonna cancel the commands. Yeah, no but, but that notice. was like a fun part of band camp, though. So it's yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Germany would like win all of them. Like she was. Yeah, like, I, I remember. Down, she was. Like, she was mastered. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Like Marcel was pretty good. Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, you. I remember you, you were pretty good. Like if you would give it to someone else to take over, or something. Yeah, yeah. There was also that one time where like Julie and I had a, had like a drill down, like a drill <laughs> down off. Like he just came back from Spain. <laughs> it's uh this this video is on the Facebook um, band page, um, but yeah, I think I lost the one because someone 
said to do like a like a left haste or a left oblique and i did like the i did the opposite so if it was a left oblique i did a left haste or if it was uh, a left yeah, oblique yeah. i did the left haste version and that's where i lost <laughs> so i was like damn it <laughs> yeah i remember running there or not running but just like the social media like the facebook page like that was always really fun yeah i like liked, like posting I liked videos managing. and stuff yeah, yeah i liked managing that page it was fun and, and like um it was really funny like for like a few years after you and i had graduated mm -hmm. just seeing like the current band run it and i'm like oh yeah they're so good at social media now these kids yeah exactly. <laughs> and, like they're way better at it than we were <laughs> yo yeah, yeah yeah i think i think when we started at facebook was fairly new like it was still an up yeah. platform um, yeah it, it had been around for a bit but it wasn't like the global whatever it is now you know right yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah, there was there was a time when our our parents weren't on Facebook, you know. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's all. Definitely. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think nowadays more people are using like Twitter and Instagram. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, the kids aren't on Facebook; they're on whatever yeah. TikTok and stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, we're basically boomers <laughs> now at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. last year one of the seniors like is like, "You're old." I'm like, "No, I'm not." I'm like, "You're 18. <laughs> You're old." <laughs> You're... <laughs> that's true it's like like i'm 25 i'm like shut up <laughs> yeah I, I don't know honestly like as an 18 year old when you look at a 25 like that's seven years in the future that seems so far away but as a 25 yeah. year old looking back at 18 like that seems so like that's on that seemed like yesterday yeah you know? yeah <laughs> yeah i wasn't like mad at him but i was like oh this is cute i was like you'll be that's here cute. one day kid yeah one day <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, let's see. What else was I going to mention about high school? Um, uh, one memorable um, moment yeah. I remember having was um, conducting my senior year. Uh -huh. I got to conduct a concert piece. I did um, Disney at the Movies. That oh, was a piece yeah. we played. Everyone that was a piece we played piece. my freshman year. Yeah. yeah. That's why I conducted that one because um, the tuba part was boring and uh, Ray was playing upright bass. So I was oh, like, oh, he has right. the bass part covered. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I know there's a bunch of people that are going to want to conduct this piece. So I was like, I'm gonna take it because <laughs> I'm gonna take it because I, I think it would be funny. Yeah, and it and it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because there's there's a lot of people who like Disney, you know. Yeah, so, so I was like, it, I was like, this would be hilarious if I was the one conducting this one. So that, that's yeah. why I took it. <laughs> yeah, that, that and then, piece um, was so fun to play. Yeah, super fun. It play. was, and then um, um, Christian, aka Eli, yeah. he let me borrow his goofy hat. Oh, so yeah, I got yeah, yeah. I, I put I put on the goofy hat like uh -huh. while I was conducting. Uh -huh. Like I turned around, I bowed, and I turned back around, and then I pulled out the goofy hat. <laughs> the Surprise! Goofy. There's this video of this. Zondra recorded our concert that year. It's on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so you can see it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just it's really funny. Mm -hmm. And then um, once it gets to "Can You Feel the the Love Tonight" or yeah, whatever, yeah. like I, I like move my arm and the hat goes off, and it's just like at the perfect <laughs> moment. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was just like. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was a fun moment mm -hmm. <laughs> i remember um going to play at uh, i think it was like more park college for their for their college football team or whatever oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've talked about this story i think once or twice <laughs> yeah, you, i think you told it on like rj's episode or yeah, something and patty's too yeah yeah and then um i remember we were we were just like really short staff because it was like an impromptu thing yep so we didn't have a lot of people <clears throat> And like we didn't have a trumpet player, and you had to conduct. So I was like, I'll play trumpet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> this is this was um this is your your junior year, I think, yeah. my sophomore year. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then we played twenty five or six to four, and then we get to the end, 
and then I, like I hit the note, and then and then actually I hit a higher note, like I hit a high B uh-huh. on trumpet, and I was like, well, what if I hit higher? And then I went higher. <laughs> it's like because because it's that cool chord at the end. It's like yeah, an A yeah. major chord or something. And then and then like you end it, and then everybody just starts clapping for me because <laughs> I hit that note. I was just like, hell yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> you That's were, one of my favorite memories. Yeah, you remember that um those those football players at Moorpark College that we that we carpooled with? Gotta drink milk, bro. Gotta drink milk. You gotta before performance. You gotta you gotta take, you gotta a, take dump. a dump. <laughs> I remember that. I'm like, he's like it's like it's not cool to be lactose, bro. He's like it's okay if you're lactose. Like don't, yeah. don't drink milk if you're lactose. Yeah. It's not cool. It's not cool. Yeah, those guys were like total bros, but it was good. <laughs> that was a good memory. And the tire goes out. We thought we were being shot at. Yeah, it sounded like freaking gunshots when we were going down the grade towards Camarillo. One of the tires oh. popped, and it sounded like gunshots. Like, is it like are we in Vietnam now? Like, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. That was a funny time. We came back, and it was like three in the morning or something ridiculous. Like, yeah, that. yeah, because we were stuck on the freeway for a while. I forgot what happened. Like, did did like AAA come over and like fix the tire? Or uh, uh, I think one of the guys came over. One one of the people, uh-huh. one of their friends or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was a funny. That was a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> interesting time. That time on the highway, Lamel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Every time we drive by that spot, I think about it. I'm like, hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. good times. Yeah, and then there's also like the, I guess the like off the clock times, like the not band time, like that. I guess personal time, where we would do, like go to the car shops. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, those were always fun. Like the non band times that we had as well. Um, yeah yeah i forgot we hung out a lot yeah yeah we did <laughs> there's like a billion pictures of us yeah going to like the see the Yu-Gi-Oh movie in like thousand oaks and yeah, yeah going to card shops and yeah just hanging out it was good times yeah the, the only <laughs> car shop we have <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's not even there anymore but <laughs> yeah it's like a bike yeah. shop or something now r.i.p yeah rip. this is like mike's comics and then it was john's comics or vice versa oh yeah 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 that was good times yeah it's been a while <laughs> i know yeah yeah those cards I, I i i briefly got back into Yu-Gi-Oh like after after i got my current job because like oh crap i, <laughs> I actually have money now like, yeah so the i got back adulthood in, yep so i got back into Yu-Gi-Oh like very briefly <laughs> it's still expensive <laughs> it's still nothing has changed <laughs> nothing has changed um, yeah I never learned how link summoning or whatever works. I was like, oh, this is yeah. cool, but I don't, I don't understand it, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. There are so many different types of summonings now. There's um, the X seed summoning, link summoning, yeah. pendulum summoning, um, synchros. There's this, you know, all, all these different mechanics, you know, to try to, to keep Yu Gi Oh like fresh. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. Feature creep. <laughs> yep. The feature creep. Yeah. Now that's why I don't play any card games. I don't know. I just kind of stopped recently. Um, I made a Karibo deck just because <laughs> I don't know. I like Karibo, you know, just, just in general. Um, so I tried to make a deck out of it, and it was very, um, it was very like all or nothing because you would play very defensive. And mm-hmm. there's a certain card where, um, it basically like destroys everything else on the field, and it takes on like the the attack and defense of like everything it destroyed, and then you can just basically kill attack someone directly. yeah attack directly with yeah. that, something like that um that's funny yeah very like like otk <laughs> um one turn kill kind of kind of kind of move so it was very like all or nothing kind of deck 
Yeah, that was funny. There were just different fads that would come into the band room at stuff. Yeah, it was Yu-Gi-Oh. That, that was brought back by, like, I think Sean and Mark. Because one yeah. day they were playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And then everybody's like, yo, what if we played Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> yeah, then we also <laughs> everybody played, yeah. into Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Oh, you remember that one <laughs> tournament we held you know, as, like, a band tournament? Like a, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament. And we had, like, a fee that you had to pay to, to be in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Um... I remember we didn't really organize it that well. <laughs> no. But it yeah. was just like an, an, another fundraising idea that stemmed from our, I guess, personal interests. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fundraising, like uh, car washing was always fun. <laughs> when yeah, they let car us do washing. It. Yeah, back then we could do it because we didn't have the, the car wash thing across the street to like, compete. <laughs> so messed up when that happened. It was like, yeah, oh. it's like, well, we can't do car washes anymore because. You know they're they're doing it at, like at the same price, but you get actual like professional grade um, equipment. So it's like, oh, we don't really have that. So the band had to you know do other fundraisers. Yeah, I remember like we would go out and we would just like busk on the corner playing our instruments with like signs advertising for the car wash. Yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> I, people would give us tips. <laughs> yeah, I I actually never got to be part of that group because I was always the one like managing the actual car wash itself i never got to do yeah. the advertising so i don't know i thought that would have been cool to do <laughs> i never got to do it, was, it was really fun it was usually yeah. like rj lawrence um sometimes like uh Zondra or marcel yeah. playing like snare or something mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like rj and i we learned to play like the mickey mouse march oh, okay and i played yeah, trombone yeah. so i'd be like and people would love that one. I remember yeah. one time we made like 20 bucks in tips. It was cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, there you go. We were a high school band turned street band. <laughs> like... Basically, yeah. It was good times. Yeah. yeah we were like too many zoos or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Lucky Chops or something like that. Oh, man, I love Lucky Chops and too many zoos. Yeah. It's a good band. Um, yeah. There's also uh, Tube of Christmas. All the, tube, all the yeah. various Tube of Christmases. And there's a one Tube of Christmas where um, after the performance, we just like, open the case to see if like anyone would actually <laughs> give us money it's like yeah. all right let's play something <laughs> yeah that was fun i remember tuba christmas i don't know if they kept on doing it at ci after my class left yeah because i remember the year i my, my the year after i graduated i went back for the winter concert and i played mm-hmm. for tuba christmas and it was just like aiden and paul it was very sad oh yeah rip. <laughs> both playing baritone you know doing well but they just had no actual tubas yeah yeah <laughs> that, started, like... that started to become like a big problem like i would say going to, into like 2016 to like maybe 2018 like around that area like low brass just started to die like there were there were actually way too many saxes and like yeah way there too was many um what is it uh michael's brother he was the uh-huh. tuba player Mm-hmm. I forget his name. I feel bad. Uh, Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. yeah, Mar- yeah. Marcus. Marcus was. I, I remember, oh yeah, he was a great two player. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. He was. I remember the first time I saw him, I was. I, I heard him play, and I was like, his tone's kind of weird, but I was like, he he seems good. And then like by the time he was a senior, he was just like awesome. And I was just like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like he was like ahead for his time, <laughs> maybe. Oh yeah, he really was. Yeah. And he was playing. He was playing like the marching uh, valve trombone. Yeah. And I was just like, oh yeah, he he had the same thing I ran into, where you just get bored of playing the same tuba parts year after year. Yeah, so you go play something else. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, uh huh, yeah. yep, I know the feeling. 
Yeah. yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. yeah I remember he stood out to me. Yeah, if I could bring back, you know, for the alumni band, like you, Brandon, like Marcus. <laughs> like you like you guys are like you guys are just like low brass right there. Like yeah. low brass. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we can all play we can all play anything. Yeah. Or, I, I don't know. Brandon, Brandon doesn't really play tuba, but he he can play baritone. Stuff, yeah, he so. can play baritone, trombone, all that yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fun times. Although I, I feel like we'd be we'd be pretty rusty, but I think we can catch on pretty fast. No, I still play all the time. Never oh, okay, rusty. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> don't sleep on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually don't play trombone that much. I play trumpet a lot. Trombone, I don't. I don't play mm, as much. Okay. Yeah, just because like it's so loud. It's big. <laughs> I <Yeah>. feel bad. <laughs> yeah, there are those mutes where um you can basically make no sound. Like you yeah, can, you I, can hear it. Yeah, like through your headphones or whatever. Yeah, uh, there's the Yamaha Silent Brass system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought about buying those, but I was like, they're pretty pricey, and I was like, eh. yeah, I, like I don't know if they're worth it or um, if if they if they work <laughs> that way. Well. They, they, they do, but it's like you shouldn't do all your practicing that way. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's it's like pretty good. Like if you if you really need to stealth practice badly, yeah, and stuff, and like you can hear yourself pretty well in them. From from all the demos I've seen, I've never played one personally, but I've watched yes, reviews. I, like, yeah. I've listened to people talk about them, uh-huh. and I've read a bunch of stuff. But like, yeah, ultimately, it's like this is good, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like wearing headphones all the time. Like yeah. if if you're listening on blast all the time, the moment you take off your headphones, like everything's really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> or or like if you have headphones on and like someone's trying to talk to you and you're talking you're just like screaming yeah, but it feels yeah. like you're not screaming because the, the music's really loud i feel like it's that kind of thing where it kind of like distorts your um like listening capability of it. i don't know i'm just thinking out loud right now yeah i wish there were like uh i could probably just go to ventura college and just, not right now but if times were normal i could yeah. go just, like steal a practice room or something because even when I was there with RJ, it was like there were like hardly ever any horn players practicing. <laughs> oh, really? There weren't that many horn players to begin with, and what few of us were there, like it was just like yeah, like practice rooms are empty. Yeah, different story <laughs> in university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, when I would go to CSUN, because um, RJ and I we both went to CSUN. Yeah. yeah. Even as a non-music major over there, I, I would go into the practice rooms every now and then. Like, who's gonna stop me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just walk in with a trumpet and just say you're a freshman. No one's gonna. It's like okay. Yeah, did you have to schedule the practice rooms? No. Oh, okay. I, I just think, whoever, I, like, first come, first serve? Yeah, I think there might have been some, like, or, or if somebody, like, no one ever asked me to leave, but I think they, they could have, you know, and I would have, obviously, if they were, like, a yeah. music major. But, yeah. I don't, I don't remember that. I think you could maybe schedule out some of the, oh, okay. like, rehearsal rooms or whatever, but R- RJ would know more about that. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I only, I only, I never did any performance classes at CSUN, because, yeah. Um, so I was commuting. It was yeah. just they're they're all at night, and I was like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I, I, I did jazz band two years at VC when I was uh-huh. studying the trumpet. Oh, how was took, that? How was that experience? That was awesome. Um, because Mister Mister Drayton, my teacher, he was uh, he is excellent. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just like like he was like a real music professional. Like I won't go yeah. read down his resume, but like if you read some <laughs> of the names on there, it's just like whoa, <laughs> it's so cool. Dang. And yeah. he's like an awesome arranger and. Uh-huh. Yeah, just jazz trumpet player and educator, and uh, he, he's it's funny because like he's like really strict in a sense, and uh-huh. that turns off a lot of people because he's really honest about it. 
But yeah. like, if you put in the work with him, like he'll reciprocate it a hundred percent. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes you a better player, and he really did make me a better player. I remember by the end of my time with him when I was at VC when I was transferring out, he was like, "You sound like a trumpet player." And I was just, like, <laughs> "I sound yes. like a trumpet player." <laughs> <laughs> the best compliment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I learned so much from him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you're super serious with your playing, that strictness is what you want. Yeah. You know, you want that feedback. Like, you want someone to be brutally honest with you. Yeah, and he would always tell me stuff, and I think about it still today. He's like, mm -hmm. he's like, you'll, you'll, he's like, you'll thank me one day. And then, like, I think back to something he taught me, and I'm just like, yeah, he was right. He was always right. <laughs> yeah. What was some of his advice that he gave to you, like, with your trumpet playing? Um, with my trumpet playing, like, w one thing he told me early on is, like, young man, you are very serious. Perhaps too serious. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, he's like, you gotta get that stick out of your ass. Like, he's like, you're just, like, <laughs> just loosen up a bit, and I was just like, uh, okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, like, yeah, he, he was just awesome. Like, he completely changed my way of playing and stuff, because I had a lot of bad habits and mm. just doing stuff wrong. Yeah, you know, like I I regret like I didn't get to take like actual lessons when I was in high school or anything. Yeah, like that's something I would recommend to anybody if you want to really get better at something, find a teacher. Right, right. Find a good teacher if you can. But um, yeah, he completely changed the way I like think about music and stuff, and he made me into like an awesome trumpet player. Because like I remember like one time he was like. At the end of it, he's like, you used to come in here playing the trumpet backwards and upside down. <laughs> he's like, now you play it nice. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just stuff like that. So it was, uh, it was like, really incredible experience. And, and that's kind of why I have, like, like, I'm not, like, a professional musician, like, you know, RJ or anybody else. But, like, I have, like, a pretty high understanding, I think, than your average person. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Have, like, relative to other people in the band, like. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Do you even remember any, like, actionable trumpet advice that he gave? You know, speaking as a trumpet player, that could always, yeah. you know, improve. Um, <laughs> like, you, you can do active listening to trumpet players when you're not playing, and uh -huh. downtime in between when you're practicing. Yeah. So, like, it's good to have, like, you know, a regimented scale or, like, like uh -huh. practice idea. You know, you, you want to do your warm-ups and stuff and have that, and then practice different thing different days and do lots of sight reading. Specifically for trumpet, um he would tell you to play from your diaphragm. So, you know, kind of like you're using the restroom. Yeah. So that's yeah. where you want your air to come from. And, you know, yeah. you, you want to, you know, have your, your feet flat. And there was one thing, like right now I'm yeah. kind of slouching, but right. you'd say like, you know, get a mouthpiece and like suck through the end of it. And then like, feel how like the air fills you up. Yeah. Now don't move your body, but exhale the air. And then like, that's the position you want to play at. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that'll like increase like your airflow and stuff like oh, that. Okay. And th that was the thing I would teach to some of the, low brass kids when i was yeah. uh, an alumni going to there because like some of them would have questions for me i was like oh that's a real basic one because you could hear them like some of the trombone players they would struggle to hit the higher notes because they don't like, have they would hit air. yeah and it's like oh yeah you need to play with like a little bit more air and you know play with like you know good posture yeah you know yep and then so that's stuff like that and then it's like um yeah you know practice your long tones be able to play your uh major scales in the circle of fifths and you oh, know play okay. Like 120, or work your way up to 120, whatever speed you're at. But you know, 120 is like, like that's like your standard like audition speed. Like yeah, 120 beats. Right. Yeah. So it's like you know, like ba 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 
one, two, ready, play. You know, just go through the circle of fists and then, you know, learn your, um, you know, you can play variations of that. Yeah. And, and then learn your, your minor scales, like your natural minor, your melodic minor, mm-hmm. harmonic minor. Uh, you can play, you know, start on a different thing. And then, like, if you mess one up, start over. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I learned lots of things. Like, basically, the way he taught me to play trumpet, like, I you can kind of apply it to anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can just learn to get decent or get good at anything. Because, like, that's yeah. another thing he would, like, he would write, like, music advice and he would write some stuff. Now he's like, now erase the music and it would just say advice. And he's like, now that applies to life. And I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> yes. So like he he definitely like influenced a lot of my personal philosophy and like just like standard of thinking oh. and excellence and things like that. So <laughs> forever grateful to Mr. Mr. Drayton. Mm-hmm. I, I still email him every now and then. Okay. He, uh, yeah. Is he is he still teaching or is he retired? I think he, he's kind of retired, but he's still playing and stuff, playing oh, okay. and composing. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Yeah, and then RJ studied with him a lot too at VC. Mm-hmm. He was in the jazz band as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, yeah, he also would teach like music history class and like history of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And then his music history class, he's like, if you can pass this class, he's like, you can pass like any class in college. <laughs> Because like the way he would oh. structure it, it, it was just like oh. generic enough the structure of the class. Oh, I see. You could apply that sort of thinking to like any sort of collegiate class, uh-huh. regardless of the subject. It's just like, you know, show up on time, take your notes, mm-hmm. uh, do the assignments, do your readings. Uh, you know, here, here, here are the study materials are going to give you. You know, read those for the test, and you know that's the test basically. No, uh-huh. no, I was, I was thinking like, hey, this class is going to be so hard that. You can pass like any class at that point. <laughs> no, it wasn't well. It was wasn't that hard, but yeah. that's where I realized I really liked history because mm-hmm. at the time I was doing like a music major thing because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'd always said I wanted to be a music major, but I just I I really didn't know. It was just something I like. Yeah, you don't know if it's you know if if you can make a career out of it and make a living. Yeah, out of it. I was just yeah. like really like doubtful of myself because I had a lot of like um like self-confidence issues with my trumpet playing yeah i feel that <laughs> so it's like because it was funny i could play trombone like flawlessly mm-hmm. <laughs> but like just trumpet like like the embouchure is so fickle yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like any slight deviation and just like oh i can't play <laughs> yeah yeah like you can tell when someone's really tired you know because yeah. it requires a certain embouchure to, to play trumpet yeah but um, taking his music history class i was like oh i really like history and so then that's why I kind of went on the track of becoming a history major. And then I got my degree in history from CSUN. Mm-hmm. And then CSUN didn't have a music minor program, but I feel like I could have done that <laughs> if it uh-huh. had existed. It's because yeah. I had so many music credits and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it yeah. basically accounts to a minor. It's just not recognized. <laughs> basically, that, that, that's, how I, that's how I treat it. Because like, I took yeah. a bunch of theory and sight training and sight yeah. singing. And I did a bunch of performance classes. I took mm-hmm. music history and history of jazz. And I'm like, ah, I have a music minor. In yeah, my you head. Ba- yeah, you basically have, <laughs> you basically have a music minor. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I took like four semesters of lessons. Mm-hmm. So I was like, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I treat it. <laughs> Um, yeah, before we go into, like, the, the post-Tsunami stuff, because we're kind of deviating a little bit. Um, yeah. Any, any like, band memories that kind of stick out during during our, our time in band? Um, our time. 
I just remember, like, um, after all the seniors left, it was really interesting seeing, like, you have to, you know, fill in those shoes. Yeah. And then, like, just establishing new norms and, like, yeah. certain practices and stuff. Yes. Like, uh, I really appreciated that. Yeah, seniors you know, like, as in... Stuff. Seniors as in the class of 2010? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were just forever the seniors in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're such a big role model, like, for sure they were they were a big influence you know for me as a leader um in the band as part of the leadership um because they set like a standard of like musicianship that we had to meet like i felt like if if we couldn't meet that you know we're a bunch of failures <laughs> um at that point um yeah, I, that's what I took seriously too yeah. just coming in as a freshman that like not knowing how to play like yeah. like it just like like it's really hard like um just seeing your peers like people in your in your grade level people you've known for a long long time of your school mm -hmm. life and like they're just better than you yeah <laughs> and it's just like you have to i, I had to start from zero it's just like it, it like ate at me like i wasn't like jealous of them but i was just like mad at myself for being bad so yeah. i was like that's how i got uh, a lot better in like a, such a short amount of time yeah so i mean i mean I mean, you can't blame yourself. You didn't have as much time as some some of us. So yeah, but I was egotistical about it. So yeah, <laughs> I was like, I know I could be awesome. So I was like, I'm gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. Last week, Zandra and I talked about trauma and suicides. Do you have any? You have any thoughts about trauma and suicides? Or is just kind of like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I did them. I did them every now and then too. Most of the time, I was playing sousaphone, but um. I, I thought it was just more of an entertainment thing. Oh yeah, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. like a hundred percent an entertainment thing. It's not like anything we do the music. Um, yeah, definitely. But I, I like the, the cadence that they played. That they they, they yeah um, yeah from that one college. Yeah, yeah, it's from uh, Colorado State University's um, bands. They were kind of like the pioneers of trauma and suicides, and that's mm. where I got it from. So I told Zandra like, "Hey, can you duplicate this cadence, and then we'll do we'll do suicides with them." <laughs> that's that's kind of how it started. Um, yeah i remember that it was uh it was fun because i was one of the first people that learned it with you like uh it was like you me brandon alex and i think like uh, yeah yeah I remember that. Yeah, it's on it's on facebook the facebook yeah page. yeah it was good times yeah <laughs> it's visually it looks it looks so fun it's, yeah it's, it's just yeah. like a cool like little way to pass the time and like please the crowd and stuff so. exactly yeah give everybody else a break except for the poor drummers <laughs> oh yeah like honestly as a drummer like you can play for hours like imo yeah. you know it's yeah. not like it's not like you're a trumpet player where you can only <laughs> play for a certain amount of time for you you're just tired <laughs> yeah you know i still remember that one ucla bass drummer from the basketball game and he sounded like a whole oh, section man yeah i remember that time that guy was amazing <laughs> yeah when they played take on me i'm like dude this 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 bass drummer sounds like the whole bass like, section you know yeah, and, and like he played it like in between his legs just on one side yeah. like he was just playing the top of it and it was just like whoa <laughs> yeah yeah you ucla was such a big influence you know in my leadership as well i stole so many yeah. things from them <laughs> because yeah, you went to their drum major camp thing right yeah i went to the drum major camp too but um just seeing how ucla's band operates i, I feel like a lot of it just makes sense like like mm -hmm. the whole hand signal thing i stole that from ucla yeah like, like that just makes sense to me like one i don't need to talk which which is great as a drum major you want to save your voice as much as possible mm -hmm. um two like you can communicate you know whatever song that's coming up like really fast because it's all visual 
um you don't need to rely on audio because you know sometimes it's hard to yell something to like the the back row right yeah um so if, if it's all visual it's like really easy to communicate um and three it's like really unique <laughs> because you know the drum major throws up a hand signal you know the audience is gonna be like what but the band's like yeah i know what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, and it's always always really cool seeing the the current band like carry those on. It's like I remember that signal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They still use it to this day, I think. Um, yeah, they, so they would cool. do get ready and Sons of Westwood and all yeah. all those. Yeah, they'll stick around. And then there's some new signals that we don't know. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember there was one. Um, it was like shut up and dance, or yeah. I remember they did signal for that one. I was like, oh, that's cute. I was like, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, they cool. would just come up with cool creative symbols. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I remember their, their drum major from last year. I think his name was like Emilio something. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he I, just I saw, graduated. I saw, his, I saw his mace work last year. I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Good. No. Yeah. He's a really good like maester. <laughs> I don't know what to call yeah. it. I was just yeah. like, oh man, that's impressive. And he was doing it with the, the eagle on the, on the oh, tip. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 The, the eagle was dangerous because <laughs> yeah. they had like really sharp corners. You could cut so, yourself. With it. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can cut yourself if you're spinning it too fast and like something goes off. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, that's cool. Just seeing this guy in white like do all the cool tricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just graduated, um, so he's been an alumni for like I don't know a couple months at this point. <laughs> um, but it's it'd be cool to get like all of the, like the section leaders from past or drum majors or whatever like in the low brass section, and then like all of us mm -hmm. play at like homecoming or something. I That'd like. Yeah, I always envision like I don't know, like the perfect band, you know, all the people coming back, and if we just took your skills like from high school and just like transport it to now, like we would be this massive band that sounded would sound like great. I don't know. This is like the dream as like the yeah. homecoming person that organizes it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Personally, I have that thing where it's like I wish I could play trombone with myself with my trumpet player self. Yeah. Like, yeah. Play a duet by myself. Yeah, like, I guess you can record yourself or whatever, but it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you could get everybody together, like, yeah, we would sound pretty solid, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> something that I took from university band is that um, after the football game ends, we always have like a post post game performance, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm really trying to push that with the current band by having you know the alumni band do it uh, yeah. at homecoming. Um. Because, like, you know, I think at the end of the day, the band is there to to play. And, yeah. I mean, they are, yeah, we're there to, you know, to cheer on the team and whatever. But I think me as a bandy, like, I just want to play my instrument, you know. Even yeah. if we lose or win, like, whatever, who cares? Like, as long as I yeah. get to play, that's what matters. Um, so that's kind of, like, my philosophy as a person, like, conducting <laughs> the band. It's like, how can we play as often as possible, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I always have the bands back in terms of that. <laughs> in that yeah, part. and then I know, you know, certain principals never wanted us to play at specific time. They're yeah. always real, real anal about that stuff. And it's like, then what are we here for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's, like, other groups that you don't want to, like, step on their toes. It's a lot of, like, I guess, politics that, you know, you got to be careful. Some of that I get. Like, we're not the cheerleaders. The cheerleaders right. are the cheerleaders. Like, let them start the cheers. <laughs> yeah. Like, back when I understood, it's like, don't step on their toes. Like, they're they're there to cheer, too. So. yeah yeah exactly but yeah, but yeah if, if they don't want us to play it's like then why we're just there to look pretty like I don't yeah get it. yeah exactly <laughs> but, 
but <laughs> now as an alumni it's like we can do whatever we want but again like i don't want to push boundaries too hard like too much like um yeah because they're the ones that'll face the consequences not us exactly yeah like we're not going to be there but the current band is so yeah. they're, they're going to get all like the backlash you know from the either the administrators or like other squads or whatever yeah, and that's something I, I learned pretty quickly when I came back first as an alumni. It's like, yeah, this isn't my band anymore. It's it's their band. Like, let them have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we're just kind of we're there to support. Yeah, respect yeah. them and let them let them take charge. Yeah, yeah. Support <laughs> and also give us an opportunity to to play our our instrument. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. Yeah, because that's always fun. Yeah, the, I think as an adult, we don't really have that opportunity like to be in a band. Like, that's really hard to get like a band together like in in, yeah. in in adulthood just in general <laughs> yeah rj and i keep trying to start stuff but like we're just especially right now it's really hard <laughs> yeah people have different schedules obligations um it's it's really difficult like yeah. um for a long time i wanted to start like like a citywide like marching band that's like one mm. of my like goals that i wanted to do but that's requires so much work <laughs> um because like first you gotta first you gotta get people on board um second is like you gotta find a practice place yeah um like those two things alone are gonna be difficult and like three you gotta like you gotta fundraise for for like for the instruments mainly for like the drum line you know i can't rely on any any schools like to help provide instruments like i want that organization to be like self-sufficient no, yeah and then if you want like marching specific stuff too like if you want marching low brass or like if you want like uh like a mellophone <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and then there's like the storage of it too it's yeah yeah it's, where are you gonna put it and it's like yeah well, it's a ton of logistics that like oh i don't know if i'm ready to do that <laughs> but it's definitely <laughs> something that i want to i want to do like whether whether that's feasible like the execution is is the difficult part i think yeah, I think I have enough experience, like on the logistics side, I can take care of it. But it's like, oh, the execution—it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you can't really trust just random people until you actually know them, and then they're yeah, not <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, like there's definitely some people that I think I can, um, that I can you know talk to them and get their advice and they get their help, like um, like like Andre um yeah. high school band director like i could yeah. get his advice like he I'm, I'm sure he has like a ton of connections and mm -hmm. he's also in the he, he's also in the ventura county concert band so i play with him or, or, or oh, i cool. guess we used to play <laughs> um, yeah every week um is he playing tuba or? yeah he's playing tuba cool. um but he didn't it's funny he doesn't go to all the rehearsals he just like he just goes when he has time to go yeah and, i mean he's a teacher yeah yeah he's a teacher he's busy you know yeah. so you can't expect him to be in every um to, you can't expect him to go into every rehearsal but yeah, he's got uh, his own band to manage oh yeah exactly yeah 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 <laughs> exactly um let's see uh what else what is i gonna mention um i want a sousaphone just randomly That'd you want a nice sousaphone yeah. <laughs> too expensive though yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, the 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 sousaphones that we have in the band room, they're they're, they're kind of banged up and they, they smell kind of weird just because they're like super old. Yeah, those things uh, were they were beat up by the time we got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fairly heavy on your I think your left shoulder, right? Yeah, it's your left shoulder. Like, um, shoulder. You, you get used to it if you're like if you're if your shoulders are just like physically big enough. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it, it is like 
like my left shoulder was like made out of iron by the time I graduated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, some bands they have like a little cushion on that part of, yeah. of, of of the horn so that you know it's not as heavy. Yeah, and there are certain ways to wear it where it's like it yeah. it really less pressure mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But uh that, that's that's one thing where it's like before then like um Vince and Brian uh they uh-huh. were senior yeah. art when I was a freshman. They didn't use the sousaphones really. They mostly used the the marching tubas. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always hated those things, so that's why I moved to the sousaphone. <laughs> yeah, I would always call them like the rocket launcher attachment. <laughs> yeah. They're cool and all, but like I just always preferred the sousaphone. Yeah, I think I prefer the sousaphone. I, I never liked the little yeah. rocket launcher attachments. I I yeah. never passed that on to anybody either. Yeah. How to do it. <laughs> I didn't pass it on on purpose. <laughs> I, I, no, I didn't do it on purpose. I taught people how to do it, but like no one ever cared after a certain point. Yeah. And I, I didn't like playing it that way. It just always felt awkward to me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little biased. I just like the look of the sousaphone more versus like... It looks cool. yeah. yeah, versus like the rocket launcher attachment. I don't know. If if you look at every any like drum cores, they don't use sousaphones. They use, you know, the contrabasses, you know. Yeah. So, you can do cool yeah. tricks with them. You can flip it up and... Yeah, that, that's probably why. Yeah. It's, 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 it's more mobile versus like a sousaphone, which I guess it makes more sense. In yeah, I, just, yeah I, I prefer the sousaphone but uh the sousaphone does have a different tone to it because it's yeah. more it's more um i was confused the two conical and cylindrical oh but yeah. it, it, it's more trumpet like basically oh i see so it's yeah. it the the sound naturally cuts through any any oh, sort yeah. of marching yeah. marching horn is just like that yeah so like like yeah. like a marching baritone versus a concert baritone the mm-hmm. marching baritone is built to be heard whereas the concert baritone's better for blending yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's why, like, whenever UCLA's tubas would show up to, like, Anaheim tuba Christmas, they put them in the back. Yeah, because they're like, just naturally yeah. going to project forward. Oh, so okay. they'll, they'll push the sound in front of them forward as well. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah it makes sense. I remember yeah. um, in, in university band, our, our, our band director was a trumpet player. And he would always tell us that, don't think of, like, sound going straight. Think of your sound going, expanding outward. Yeah. And that really helps you like with your tone mm-hmm. and really thinking of like blending and all that. Because I think a lot of us think of just playing very loud and just cutting through everything. Yeah. Um, especially as a trumpet player. <laughs> um, yeah. Mr. Mr. Doty, um, when he yeah. was substitution for us, we played outside one time because we were practicing yeah. for homecoming. And he was like, Mr. Sousaphone, because you would call him Mr. Tuba or Mr. Sousaphone. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you can play a little softer. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I remember when I was first learning tuba, when when Vince was helping us at band camp before we yeah. had like the section leader, he was telling me he's like, I don't need to hear you like playing on tuba. He's like, I want I want to feel you rather than hear oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I get it, and that that that, that clicked in my head mm, at that yeah, time. I get it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I push the sound forward. You know, be part of the backbone with drumline. Yeah, yeah, but not like to the point where you just turn the bass, you know, up to eleven. Yeah, totally. So it's like ah, so so that that influenced a lot of my playing mm. playing tuba. Mm, okay, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, any, any any other band memories before we move on to the post tsunami part, which is like you know the meat. <laughs> yeah, band memories. Like I just had a really good time in band overall. Yeah, like I think too. it really helped shape me as a person. Like I don't really have any negative experiences. Um, like you know, I I guess I regret not being as good musically i guess as i could have been you know mm-hmm. could have gotten lessons and stuff like that but 
I feel like for the resources we had and the knowledge that oh, we yeah. had, like I, like I did pretty well for myself. Yeah, so. we 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 made the most of what we had. You know, we yeah. didn't we didn't have the money for like private lessons or any of that. So yeah, because I was just always really serious about getting better and wanting to be you know sound as good as I could. So I'm learning a bunch of different instruments. So yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Cool. All right, uh, let's move on to the the post tsunami part. Um, so what are you currently doing now, and how did you um, get to that point? Yeah, so right now I'm like uh, I'm working at a tech company, uh, OptoTest, out mm-hmm. in Camarillo. They're like a fiber optic test equipment company. Oh, okay. So they yeah, make yeah. Like fiber optic test equipment, and they make um, fiber optic cables, mm-hmm. and those just help, you know, and like the telecom and like manufacturing stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're doing like cable production or, you know, testing their DUTs, their device under tests and stuff oh, like that. okay. Yeah. yeah. So cool. it's a little tangential, but I'm um I'm the, I'm the customer service rep over there. So oh, I see. I process like sales orders, and you know I issue RMAs, and uh-huh. I give out like quotes for calibration of our units because we do maintenance on them, maintenance and repairs. Uh-huh. So it's like I, I can give out like an RMA number. I, I'm just looking the ERP and the CRM software. You know, oh that yeah, sort of yeah. Stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. So. ERP is a uh, enterprise resource planning. It's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like um like business management software essentially it sounds very boring very corporate yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah. pretty corporate yeah, yeah 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 um but it's it's for managing you know the business essentially for anyone who's confused about you know all these terms um, yeah if you just google like salesforce.com it's something like that yeah. we, we don't use salesforce but you know something similar to that you, you oh, okay. can get a <laughs> you can get an idea of what we do yeah what what would i do what what does the company use you know for for the software I don't know if I can say. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I might be NDA'd. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. okay. No, it's, it's, it's all good. I know at, um, at, at, at Haas, we use, um, we use SAP for a lot mm-hmm. of our business, um, processes. Yeah. And then, um, we use a ton of iPads on the floor and that's, that's kind of where I come in. I, yeah. I make the iOS, um, iPads. And they and they interface with the, our SAP system, which does all of our business management. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so the iPads basically just kind of act like a gateway, like a mobile gateway into our SAP system. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. And because we're using iPads, um, you need to you need to have like a developer on the front end, which is the iPad end, mm-hmm. and. Um, a developer on the back end, which is the SAP business management end, to like basically glue the two parts together. Um, mm. And I do that front end part. Um, oh, okay. But um, anyways, yeah, I like I like the answer you put the the corporate <laughs> wage slave. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's what I put. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have a really good time at my company. Like we're a small company. We're like good. a pretty close knit team. Yeah. And everyone there is like super awesome, very helpful and friendly. Cool. And it just um, like I, I do external customer service, but I also do internal customer service. So I work a lot oh, okay. with our sales team. Yeah, you know, like I talk to like manufacturing and production. Uh-huh. I occasionally talk to you know to like engineering, marketing as well. So it's like yeah, I'm kind of like the, <laughs> the 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 president of the company said like you're like the mascot of our company. You're like the face, and I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but like in, internally, I talk to everybody as well. So I'm like I'm kind of like an internal coordinator because. I report to like our operations guy. Mm-hmm. He's my boss. He's really cool. And oh, then, okay. Um, so it's like you know I'm I, I I'm like in I don't you know I'm not like super deep into the business side of it or anything. But like I 
I'm like knowledgeable a little bit about that stuff, and I just communicate with between different departments and stuff. Oh, okay. And, and with our customers externally, you know, if they have an issue, they send it to customer service, and that's me. So. Oh, I see. <laughs> it sounds like a customer support slash like um, analyst role. Mm -hmm. A little um, bit. Okay. Yeah, it's like internal operations uh -huh. and customer service. Uh huh. Yeah, and you know, occasionally I'll do because it's a small company. Everyone wears a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. but yeah, but we're cool. You know, look us up on LinkedIn or Facebook. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like fiber optic. Um, you know, it's kind of hard and heady stuff to understand. Like I don't fully understand it because I just don't have that um yeah technical background. But it's it's cool. It's like you know we're part of the supply chain that helps your internet. In, like, exactly. Production. Yeah. Yeah. We like we would be. Yeah. We would be screwed without you know internet. <laughs> yeah. And the fiber optics is the thing that's carrying that signal. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's really cool. Like 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 seeing us use our own test equipment to like make cables and stuff for mm -hmm. for like big manufacturing companies and stuff. And it's just like it's it's cool. <laughs> yeah. We do, we do cool stuff. <laughs> cool. And like leading up to working at um, your current place, like how. You went to CSUN, right? So can you talk about mm -hmm. a little bit about that? You know, I guess your college experience. <laughs> yeah, so first I, I went to Ventura College and I just kind of had the idea of being a music major because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And that's where I, you know, I talked about that earlier. I studied with Mr. Drayton and I played in jazz band, played in like the um, symphonic orchestra and stuff. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Um, playing in the jazz band and studying trumpet like definitely changed my life. <laughs> Yes. and stuff and then you know i eventually transferred over to csun but then i was commuting by train basically because it was just cheaper than living over there mm, yeah it, yeah it, i think i think worked out yeah i think rj mentioned it like you guys would take the train like every yeah for every a little bit rj and i we would we would um we would like sometimes he would drive and sometimes i think one, once or twice he would take the train and then for mm. one semester andrew would ride the train every day with me oh yeah it might have been andrew yeah. Yeah, the two. And just riding the train is fun times. We have lots of weird and funny train stories. Oh, okay. But it's like at the time yeah. I was at CSUN, like it was like a loveless marriage, I guess you could say. Because <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I'm just here for my degree. Like, I like I'm learning a lot of stuff. I like it, but like I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to. No, I feel that. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just punch in, punch out. Yep. And it's I like I, I get here at a certain time because the trains go at a certain time. I leave at a certain time because the trains leave at a certain time. So it was, it was very like, yes, yeah, kind of soulless, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I very like business. <laughs> and I learned a lot, but yeah, I really didn't. I didn't leverage anything <laughs> when I was going to CSUN. I was very like uh, robotic and like business like about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I feel that. That's how I was. That's how I was like with University Band. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just punching it out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because I was yeah. like, cause high school band, I knew what it took to do a good job at the leadership level, and I didn't want to put that much effort. So, you know, especially considering that, like in in college, I guess the stakes are higher because because like you know you know you want to do a good job at your major because that's more important. I feel like yeah. Um, so I felt like I needed to put more energy into that versus like just band. I mean, band was fun um but it, like i'm not a music major it's not my career so yeah yeah I, I took like a like one music history class or no i took like two music classes when i was at csun but yeah i could never yeah. do the performance stuff because they all met like at weird times mm -hmm. and i was like i can't do that with the train the train stopped running this class ends and, and i wasn't driving at the time mm -hmm. <clears throat> i have a driver's license now but like i was i just i was like i don't want to drive <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Like not 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 like drive out to Northridge just for like playing for, like, a band. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, eh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had a good time. But uh, most of my memorable time was definitely at Ventura College. That's where I did a lot of my formation of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The CSUN was fun. Good times out there. But, um, yeah, I fully went in, just, like, went in and coming out not expecting to get a job in history or anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I'm just studying history because I like mm-hmm. history. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I feel like the job world is like, I was like, eh. I was like, I'm kind of weird. Like, I don't think I necessarily fit specifically in any one spot so i was like what happened what'll happen will happen <laughs> yeah it's pretty yeah. fair about it yeah you put you put very confusing on the path leading up to it so like what what made it confusing like what makes it what makes well, it? well it's just like um outside of academia like studying history they don't really give you a clear career path necessarily right yeah like i can't really think of a position you know as a history major maybe like in a historian but yeah Exactly, and it's like, I, I did the academia thing for a bit, you know, when I was there, like, doing the upper-level, like, senior-level stuff. Yeah. It's like, I can do this, but I'm like, it's just, it's so, like, draining having to write, like, a 20-page thesis or something. I was just like, I'm not about this. Like, I like learning and studying and discussing it, but I'm like, I don't want to, like, get published in an academic journal or anything like that, yeah. you know? And I was like, I don't really want to be um, an educator, either. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I did, I would want to go for the collegiate level, and then to do that, you know, I would probably need a master's degree minimum, probably yeah. a doctorate. I was just like, I'm not. Uh, that's that. more money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I was yeah. like, like, um, I could see myself being a history teacher, but I was like, I really don't like the current education system. But I yeah. have a lot of respect, you know, for people in it and like the, the teachers because like they're undervalued, and overworked, yeah. and yeah. underpaid. <laughs> yeah. Are you thinking about expectations on are, them? Are you thinking about like high school or junior high teachers? Yeah, specifically high school and junior okay. high. I mean, elementary is school teachers, too. Like, they're also, you know, they get the short end of the stick. But yeah. it's just, like, yeah, teachers are expected to do so much, and they're just valued so little in our country. And it's just, like, that sucks. Yeah, it's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like It's like teachers, like, barely get, like, a living wage. And it's like, come on. Like, they're teachers. Like, they're, they're, they're like, intru- like, they're entrusted with, like, our, the, future the future of our kids. Yeah, literally and, like, the future. <laughs> this is how you treat them? It's like, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> not for me yeah um like i i would hear like julian occasionally talk about you know his experience as a teacher i'm like that sounds like a lot i don't remember like i like i thought being a teacher would be like i don't want to say easy but i i thought in my mind it wouldn't be this difficult you know mm-hmm. like especially like in high school there's like the whole discipline aspect that you gotta account for that you don't really have to account for in college yeah um, so I think that 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 in itself is already a lot because it's like borderline like babysitting. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, I, I like, I, I couldn't, I, I would be a bad teacher by like, uh, by the guidelines you have to follow, you know, yeah. th- th- that make a successful teacher, quote unquote, you know, by state or like federal standards. Yeah. But like, I'm sure I could make like a difference in like a kid's life or teach them like valuable lessons. But it's like, yeah. but I don't give a shit about their test scores. Like, I, don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I care about them learning and like walking away from this experience. Like, you yeah, know, being, for life in general. Yeah, be, being more knowledgeable or being richer in spirit. You know, <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I don't care if they get an A in the class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because grades don't really matter. I, I, I feel like. Um, yeah, it's... they're they're like they they matter to like a point, but it's like really it's what point. you learn from the class. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Like I, I did I didn't do well in my AP bio class when I took that Same. in high school. But then I took biological anthropology at Ventura College. Yeah. And this is a teacher who would like he would go out and, and teach at universities in Africa and I think he taught part time oh, at UCLA. Cool. Yeah. So he was like a legit ass teacher. You know, all, all all the professors there were legitimate, but like yeah. he was just he was a serious anthropology dude. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like he was like out in the field doing stuff as well. He wasn't just yeah. a professor. Yeah. You know, not not to diminish professors, like they're obviously very important, but yeah, he was just like incredibly knowledgeable, and it was like a hard hard class, you know. And I worked my butt off, but like, they should have made biology a prerequisite for that class because you could tell a lot of people <laughs> in that class just had no basis of biology. Oh, it's like oh crap. <laughs> yeah, just kind of assume that you know like basic biology, and then I I remembered like enough and understood enough from my AP bio days. Even if you were to look at my grades on my transcripts and like you got like a D and a C, like you didn't, <laughs> you did bad in that class. And it's like, well, but I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was um, there was one class that I remember. It was um, it was like my first programming class, and mm. I did I failed the class, but I learned so much in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can learn a lot from failing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of programming class, it's it's very like A or F. There's like no in between. I feel. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's why I got that. Yeah, and then I, I remember um, just doing that biological anthropology class, mm -hmm. and then I got an A in that class. And then uh, at the one of the last class sessions, I had to like ask to leave early because I had my my music juries. So oh, music yeah, juries, yeah, juries are like part of the thing where it's like to be a music major in a lot of colleges, you have to get evaluated every semester, mm -hmm. you know, to continue on as a music major. Uh, in this case, at, at VC, it was to continue on in the private lesson program. Because oh, okay. you had to have a certain amount of private lessons, you know, to transfer mm -hmm. and then and stuff like that. But like, um, so I was doing private lessons, even though I really wasn't a music major at that point. Mm -hmm. So I, I left the class early and then I went to the my music performance and I played. And it was the last one. It was like of my spring semester before I transferred out. And it was like the best one I ever played. And I was there just being evaluated by the music department head and then like my teacher. Mm -hmm. And they were both just like, you know, really proud of me and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And like, you know, I walk away and then I come back to the biological anthropology class and I talk to the teacher just as like the class is wrapping up. Mm -hmm. And like, he never like said my name. He's like, oh, hey, Angel, welcome back. He's, and then we were just talking about stuff. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you're a really thoughtful person. He's like, I really like like your work in the class. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah. you pay attention to me? I was like, what? Because <laughs> he would just go in and kind of lecture and, you know, tell us to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I, I just never, I just assumed I was just like a face to him. Yeah. But like, he, he obviously knew me and he like was familiar with the work I did for the class. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's like, at that point you were noticed, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like the teacher noticed me and then like, I got yeah. an A in that class. And that's probably like the proudest yeah. I felt in college. Like those two yeah. moments. Yeah. Like, like just walking off from my music stuff and then also doing this random science class. And I was like, oh, okay, I can kind of do whatever I want mm -hmm. to do. <laughs> you know, that's what I learned from that. Yeah, um, going going back to the music juries, how is that like paint like paint us the picture for that? Because I've never been through a music jury before. Yeah, so, so it's your your observe like when you take private lesson. This is from specifically from the VC perspective. Yeah. RJ could probably tell you from the CSUN perspective, but yeah. um, at VC, like you audition at the beginning of the semester or whatever to continue in the or to start mm -hmm. to apply for the the music lessons. And then you get in or you don't, you know, based on your audition. And then you meet with your private instructor and you meet like twice a week or something, you know, for your private instruction class. And you, you schedule it whenever because that's just how it works with the private instructor. And then, you know, they're either like a part-time or full-time faculty. Yeah. And then um, you just, you do your lessons. Everybody has their own program, you know, dependent on where they're at musically, like their ability level. 
And then by the end of the semester, you want to have a goal. And then that, that, that goal that you set out is kind of like what you will perform at your juries to show that you've improved. Mm-hmm. So like, say like, you don't know all your major scales right now, but you want to do that for your music juries, you know? <clears throat> so it's like for my music juries, I'm going to play my major scales at 120 BPM, mm-hmm. you know, in the circle of fifths. And I'm also going to perform uh, this piece I've worked on all semester, you know? Yeah. And then, like, you'll play it from memory and then blah, 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 do your thing. And then you'll get graded and evaluated, you know, by a panel, by panelists from the music department. Mm-hmm. And then they'll give you, like, a, they'll, they'll give you some feedback and then you pass or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, since, since you set, like, your goals, does someone need to validate those goals? Like, hey, like, this actually isn't enough. Like, we need more out that, that could be, like, that could be feedback but ideally uh, like your music instructor would like kind of tell you like this isn't a good goal like you should aim oh, higher okay. or do more but i mean that's totally a thing like you could like achieve your goal and then like you know not have it be meaningful where it's like that's not really impressive like what are you doing right i don't think that yeah. ever really happened but that could that definitely could happen okay. and i imagine that happens like maybe at um really like serious universities or something yeah but here the music department was just pretty small and there were only so many people I see. Doing stuff. I feel like it would be pretty obvious if somebody was really giving it their all or not, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, cuz I'm I'm thinking like what if you just like what if you intentionally put like a really low goal for yourself to have like an easy semester? <laughs> yeah, you're just cheating yourself at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cuz uh, we would have that in like the jazz band too with Mr. Drayton. Like he would oh. give us a semester project and he's like it's whatever you want it to be. And, you know, that, that would kind of freak out, like, a high schooler. Because it's like, ah, oh, there's no structure. Like, what am I supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, literally zero, yeah. But it's like, you can think of something. Like, you'll, yeah. you'll do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I wish high school would have done better, is just more critical thinking, like, kind of thinking for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, having the freedom to do whatever. Um, yeah. Because, um... Structure. Yeah, because I would see some people like um, complain about our school about like like what they did or didn't learn mm-hmm. and stuff, and then I would see people from other schools like also complain about the same thing, and it's like it's probably more yeah. of a problem with the education system in general rather yeah. than your specific yeah. high school. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, I didn't like I don't know, like I felt like I was adequately prepared for college when I went in. Yeah, like I never had to pull Thanks. an all nighter. College was never like overly difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously I studied what I liked, so that was, you know, doing that. Like, I wasn't oh, yeah. out there studying, like, something I'm super unfamiliar with. I wasn't doing, like, organic chemistry or anything, oh, you know? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, you know, like, a, a lot of it is, like, what you want to get out of, you know, your learning and, like, your individual studies. So it's, like, at some point, like, sure, you can blame not having the resources that other people have, but, mm. like... You can do a lot on your own, you know? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's, like, up to you. Yeah, like, like not to say, like, everything's pull yourself up by your bootstraps, because, like, mm-hmm. there are just certain things in life you will get shortchanged, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not fair, but it's, like... But you can still fight back against that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you can control your reaction to... Yeah, and, and like, if, and if it really bothers you that much, well, then you can organize with other people and try and change, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is you don't like. Like, you know, you can be a political activist or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, lobby yeah. your congressperson or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I felt like I was pretty adequately, but, but between like my high school stuff and studying with Mr. Drayton, like, I feel like he prepared me <laughs> for like life. <laughs> so I, I, was, know, yeah. I was prepared kind of for anything in college. Like nothing mm-hmm. really surprised me. Cool. Um, 
I, I, I so I have a question here. It says, does it line up with what your high school self wanted to? And you were like, nope. <laughs> so, what nah. did did your did your high school self had a an idea of what he wanted to do? You know, as a as a career. Um, I, I I think at the time I just vaguely said something music related because I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do, but I was like, yeah. well, I like music, so I guess it would be something music related. Yeah. And it's uh, I'm not doing anything music related, you know, career wise, so that didn't necessarily line up. But um, I definitely don't regret studying music at all for the time I did at Ventura College. Like I I feel like it made me a pretty unique person too, yeah. even relative to other history majors. Like, I just have that, um, like, I have a different perspective. I have, like, you know, the mind of a historian, but, you know, I also have, you know, the mind of an artist or a musician, quote-unquote, yeah. a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So it's like, that. That I feel like that gave me a, a unique perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one time I took a American youth history class. So it was, like, the history of, of uh, American youth, of kids yeah, in America. American youth. Oh. Like, in the teenagers and stuff from, like, the 1900s to, like, to, like, 90s or 80s, basically. Uh-huh. So, and then, like, there were a lot of sections on music, and there was, you know, rock and roll, you know, and, like, Elvis and stuff. And, like, I remember I wrote, like, an essay on, like, youth and rock and roll, and, like, the professor was like, wow, you really seem, like, jazzed about this. He's like, he's like, are you a musician? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, this is, like, this is your best essay. I'm like, cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was easy for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I get to write about music. I'm like, that's easy. <laughs> yeah. Easy clap. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so, um. You know, after college, uh, my grandpa was pretty sick, and then I was just depressed, kind of in general. So I, I had a hard time finding a job right away because I graduated in like twenty seventeen, and then I was just helping take care of my um my grandparents. Yeah. So I was living with my mom at the time, and then around twenty uh, last year in twenty nineteen, I moved in with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And then that that's helping take care of them because my grandpa he he's good now but like he was just really sick for like a year and a half two years mm-hmm. and just like it was taking a toll on him and my grandma and so I tried to help as much as I could but I was just like you know depressed and trying to find a job and then just it was just weird oh yeah and then yeah, I, yeah, I, feel yeah that. <laughs> I eventually start doing like um I went to like a temp agency last mm-hmm. year and then you know I was just doing random jobs and I eventually found my place to where I'm at at OptoTest as a oh, temp okay. thing and then they officially hired me on like earlier this year but i was there for like because usually the contracts are for like three or four months but like the temp agency liked me so they hit my contract was for like six or something oh okay cool so i was i was I, they couldn't the the company couldn't hire me full time or like i was i was working there full time but they couldn't hire me as an employee uh-huh. for like six months even though they really liked me okay so <laughs> so you started out as a temp and they like really liked you to the point where they brought you on full time yeah because I, I was working there full-time, but I just wasn't an employee of the company. I was an employee of the temp agency. Oh, so was, I see. Yeah. yeah. So I was working like a nine-to-five, basically, but uh-huh. <laughs> it was just really funny, like, just going there. And it's like, oh, I wish I had PTO, or I wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, nope, part of the temp agency. Yeah, how do how do temporary agencies work? Like uh... they're, they're pretty good. Like, um, you know, you, you just kind of... Because there are different temp agencies. There's ones for, like... Yeah. um more STEM-based stuff. Like, there are ones for, like, you know, engineers and stuff like mm-hmm. that and programmers and things like that. And then mine was, like, specifically for, like, office-related stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, office worker stuff. Because, I don't know, I was like, that feels like something I could do. I was like... I, my mom worked... My mom still does. She, like, she works with, like, different school districts and stuff. 
So it's like, okay, you know, like I, I've seen her do that. I was like, I could do something related to that. So <clears throat> I just did a bunch of random jobs. Like last year, I was working at the Cowboys camp. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was pretty random. <laughs> but, yeah. And then I eventually found my way to there. Because it's like, you, you, you work there for however long they need you. And then if you really don't like it, like you can just, just kind of... move kinda... on to something else. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of cool. Like, you know, you, you work at different stuff, see what you're good at, build more experience. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully get good feedback from... You know, whoever's, like, working with you. Oh, okay. Or whoever's, like, you know, the, the one that, like, requested your help or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, your the temp agency folk, they just kind of there to support you and help you find, like, whatever gig you're looking for. Or if you just want to be, you know, like, a random temp thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just get a call around, like, hey, can you work this job? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, it pays this and this and this and you you have to go do this. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool. So, yeah, it fi- was a good, good experience. Yeah, financially... Do, do you get paid by the company you're working for, or do you get paid by the temporary agency? You get paid by the temp agency, and then they okay. work out whatever deal they work out with the company. With the company. So, okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. over at Haas, we have a lot of temp people, and I think that's how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. And they're very, they're very in and out. Um, yeah. And they have, like, a different uniform, so it's very obvious that, you know, that they're a temp person. Yeah. Um, but I don't deal with like the actual like manufacturing part <laughs> of yeah. of the company. That's not my thing. Um, I'm more of in the like IT part, yeah, and supporting you know the the computer systems, um, kind of deal. Um, so I don't do that much regarding like manufacturing. But like the manufacturing is like pretty cool stuff. The the, the machines that we can do, or that we can make, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah I, um right now you know we're all social distance at the office and wearing yeah. masks so i don't get to see manufacturing as much but like yeah when i when things were like you know before the virus and stuff like it was cool because i would always just be running in and out of manufacturing because we we're in a relatively small place mm-hmm. it was just cool like seeing them like calibrate units or like build stuff from scratch you know working on whatever boards and cables yeah yeah it's just really cool seeing that firsthand mm-hmm. and like getting uh uh knowledge about like sort of like production of production you know like okay we need yeah. to buy parts we need to schedule this in we have to get this order out by whatever day mm-hmm. um we we're building this but we also need to build this so how do we fit that in the schedule and it's cool stuff <laughs> okay I, I like it <laughs> could you like do you feel like you could transfer to like another position within your company like well like let's say like you want to go into like engineering for some reason um <laughs> could you get that engineering experience from the current job um in my specific role probably not like not engineering just because like you you really need that technical background yeah like maybe if i had a, a slightly more technical degree i could like maybe you know use that as leverage to like hey can i yeah. work with that yeah kind of like yeah kind of like finesse your way in <laughs> yeah because uh like i kind of work with sales and stuff and i do like mm. I, I i don't really sell anything but i make you know quotes and stuff for calibration and things yeah. like that so it's like i'm like a junior salesman i guess you could say mm. but it's it's people requesting what they want you know they're, they're not asking me like uh hey sell me on this they're like no i want this can you please give me the pricing for it and I'm like okay <laughs> i can do that <laughs> so it's like i i think i could transition to other roles but it's like you know just dependent like what's available what the company kind of needs oh okay but um yeah like, th- like there's pl- there's plenty of room for like growth and stuff in, inside the company like there are people you know wearing different hats and doing multiple roles and stuff oh yeah so yeah 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 i feel like band was a good environment to wear many hats 
<laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, like it was fun being like president and also like section leader, you know? Yeah, yeah. Two pretty different roles, but you know, they're still important to the overall band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also like fairly safe environment to do that in because if you if you mess up, you know, it's Yeah, it might cause some drama, but it's not the end of the world. It's not like you're losing like money for the company yeah <laughs> yeah, everyone will get over it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's a, yeah it's a very safe space to like con- yeah. to fail and learn yeah. from your failures mm-hmm. <laughs> see what works see what doesn't yep um let's see what other things that you have let me let me check what you wrote on yeah let's um, see what i wrote <laughs> for like the <laughs> other miscellaneous topics because i actually don't remember <laughs> let's see you put music improvement anything really oh yeah music improvement. yeah so like you know like just learning to play on you know with a with a with a teacher at ventura college like having those private lessons that really taught me like you know how to get good at an instrument you know or, yeah. or like just how to learn something you know because like you, you have to learn how to learn if that makes sense yeah that's honestly probably the most important part of high school and maybe college yeah. learning how to learn learning to be adaptable to whatever yeah. scenario you're in yeah because like it's like you know like you you see it with competitive gaming i remember we talked about yeah. it on twitter it's like like you know people complain about oh, i'm not good at x thing it's like well are you actually practicing what are you practicing yeah. how do you practice are you analyzing videos of other people you like watching play like what are what are you actually doing and it's like the answer is like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh people, man you know? yeah yeah we can talk about competitive gaming i guess <laughs> um that's <laughs> like you know i really like smash brothers and i like you know other fighting games as well and it's like if you want to get good at a fighting game people are like oh it's too hard you know i can't do fighting game stuff ah oh, it's i don't understand it and then like you know they're like gold in league of legends or something and it's like well you obviously know how to be good at league like you could be good at a fighting game it's just transition your thinking a little bit you know yeah like, like you, do you want to put the energy first, but it's, yeah well you can get there if you really want it right and there are resources out there like people will teach you there are videos you could even, you know, pay someone for lessons or something, you know, it's like, right. <laughs> there are so many ways to actually get good at something, but like, a lot of people just mm-hmm. don't want to put in the work. And I think that's just true of life. Like, yeah. obviously, you're yeah. not going to have the opportunities and you can try really hard. And, you know, maybe you'll never be you'll never get the opportunity or you'll never be, you know, the best at something. But like, you can be not bad at something pretty easily. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, that's that's my goal in life is to not be bad. <laughs> yeah, like 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 if you're like like yeah like like for you like if you wanted to be like a lot better at you know trumpet or the drums yeah. you know but you don't want to be a professional like you could get really good at the trumpet or the drums you know mm-hmm. just you just have to put in the time and stuff and it's like you know you may not be a professional but it's like but you're having fun like who cares like yeah, like if you set yourself yeah. a goal and you reach that goal then that's good that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a lot of. A lot of driving force is like just it being a fun, a fun yeah. activity to do. Like over here, I got this last week. I got a bass. Oh, cool! <laughs> I don't know how to play it yet because I don't have an amp. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the amp hasn't come in. But uh-huh. it's like you know, I wanna, I wanna learn something from scratch. You know, because mm-hmm. like I just remember learning the trumpet. <clears throat> you know, and that, that's just like a really fun experience learning something that like you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like, like 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 that can really drive you you know like personally it drives me like um i wouldn't say i have any specific one talent but like um my, i guess my talent is being like a generalist like i'm good at picking yeah. up new skills yeah i'm, I'm not necessarily going to become the best but i learn a lot faster than a lot of other people 
Right. Which, which ultimately just means I plateau faster, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no, fun. I'll, yeah, I'll it's, yeah, it's fun because you can you can pick up things really fast and you can enjoy them because you're you're you reach a certain level of like I guess mastery of that of that thing. Um, so like you can enjoy it for what it is. Um, mm -hmm. Going back to the the competitive gaming, I feel like with. Um, <laughs> rts's with since they're both like a one versus one aspect like mm. it's, a, it's a one versus one if you mess up it's like it's on you you can't really blame anyone some people blame balance for it and their balance whining you know yeah. Yeah. there's there's a character or a hero that's overpowered you know yeah. um i'm sure you get that in a lot of fighting games we get that in starcraft rts's yeah. MOBAs all the time. This hero it's MOBA. funny. There are a lot of um, <laughs> melee players, like Super Smash Brothers melee. Like they're, yeah. they're really fans of StarCraft, like Brood Wars. Yeah. They're they're people that play StarCraft and StarCraft Two. And then like there are certain people in the StarCraft scene that really appreciate melee because they're just these both like weird, obscure, hard games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the top can appreciate one another. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you exactly. know players on evil geniuses and team liquid and cloud nine and they're yeah. also starcraft players or, or there were starcraft players yeah rip <laughs> blizzard what are you doing come on, come yeah. on blizzard. yeah ever but, since they merged with activision it's been nothing but bad yeah. <laughs> with blizzard uh, oh. yeah i have my uh i have my mlg gunners you know blizzard bought mlg oh nice yeah yeah i had i had a morrow bought me some of those like computer vision glasses they're yeah. supposed to help like with computer fatigue with your eyes. Yeah, um, I get eye strain a lot. So whenever yeah, I'm I watch videos or playing games, I usually put them on. But I, yeah. I look kind of like an asshole with them. So <laughs> do they I'll work? Put them on. I should wear them. They they, they do work, but okay. um, I, I don't wear them at work. Even though I probably yeah. should. I'm yeah. I have like a three monitor setup at work because I have a surface oh, yes. and two, two monitors. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like oh, I should wear these, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when I first started working, my it was always my left eye. My left eye would twitch a lot. I wouldn't know yeah. really why. And um, it might be because um, at my work setup, I have my iMac in the middle. And then on my left side is my secondary screen, but it's set up vertically. Because mm. as a programmer, it's just, you can see a lot more stuff. The yeah. screen is vertically. Um, so it might have been from just the eye strain of like looking to the left all the time. Mm. Yeah. Um, and maybe because looking left all the time, that was causing me to not blink because I went to a uh, optometrist and they, uh, um, she, I, I asked her like, Hey, why is my eye twitching? Like violently, very randomly. And yeah. she was saying like, Oh, it's probably cause they're dry. They're drying out. And yeah, you need to blink more. Yeah. I, I get more. that too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so she yeah. was like, all right, you, you got to blink more or there's these eye drops that you can add, you know, as a supplement to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it's like, I have tech neck, you know, it's like, oh, I'm hunched over. Oh man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I try to combat that by like, if you, if you look at my room, I have a bunch of boxes that like elevate like laptops and iPads Yeah. so yep. that I don't have to like, you know, look down all the time. Yep. Um, I bought this goose yeah, I... neck <laughs> to elevate my iPad. At the oh yeah. I, I saw you post that on cool little arm yeah. thingy yeah yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> like i have um uh we, we have like the enclosure for like some some of our our uh, fiber optic equipment at mm -hmm. work and just like empty enclosures we have lying around and it's like um <laughs> i use the i put my monitor on top of them <laughs> oh, okay yeah, <laughs> so yeah, just yeah. 
our, our, our devices look, kind of look like um like VCRs or game consoles or like mm-hmm. these rectangular kind of things. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's easy for stacking on top of each other. That's exactly. kind of why they're built. Mm-hmm. They're, they're built for like, you know, bench top or like lab lab equipment stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, oh, I have these extra ones. Let me just put my monitor on top. Now it's higher. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, do you have like a nice office chair at work? <laughs> I do actually. I have a decent one. Yeah, I have right. like this. Uh, it's just like a big leather one. Nothing like. I don't think it's oh, any okay. fancy neat brand, but yeah, I need a chair right now. Right now, I'm sitting in like a folding chair because oh, my. Oh yeah. My, I have an office chair for my desk or whatever, but mm-hmm. it sucks. And it's like I don't want to buy a, a gaming chair because those are like I don't know, kind of cringe, bro. <laughs> kind of cringe. <laughs> Some of them are cool, but it's like they're just like kind of overpriced. Yeah, the more they're more like I, I feel like they're more aesthetically pleasing yeah. versus like just being comfortable and being ergonomic. Because I feel like being being an adult and working working an office job, I feel like ergonomics is number one priority for sure. Yeah. Since we're, yeah, I come we're sitting, home, my wrists are kind of messed up sometimes. Yeah, like, wrists yeah. are messed up, back hurts, neck strain. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this for the next like forty years, and then my my back is just gone. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's why um, on my breaks I go out for a walk now. Yeah. So it's like I just I have to get out of the office, you know, <laughs> yep. get get my body moving a little bit at least. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like I, I'd like to buy one of those fancy like Herman Miller chairs or whatever. Oh, but they're like yeah. so pricey. Yeah, they're, they're so, they're so nice. And then they did like a gaming chair. They collaborated with some gaming chair company. So it's like a Herman Miller branded. Oh yeah, yeah. Gaming chair. I saw. Yeah, Linus Tech Tips did a video on it. They they um they have a collaboration with Logitech, and so yeah. with they I I don't know if it was the Herman Miller, but um it was one of their chairs, and it's basically it's basically the, the same chair, but they slapped the Logitech logo, like the Logitech G logo, on it, and they just added like blue trims. Like wow. That's funny because yeah. it's like Herman Miller or whatever. They make good chairs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like I don't want to pay eight hundred dollars or upwards of eight hundred dollars for a chair. <laughs> yeah, you're you're you might be paying extra money for that. You know that Logitech logo. <laughs> yeah, even like a regular Herman Miller, they can they can run like pretty high. And it's like uh, yeah, wanna, I'm just too stingy. I don't want to spend more than like a hundred fifty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like uh, it's. Like it's eight hundred dollars, but is it eight hundred dollars good versus like my fifty dollar, you know, office chair? Yeah, or it's yeah. like even my my hundred dollar office chair. <laughs> yeah, because you definitely get like diminishing returns, you yeah. know, with you know, the more expensive products. But I don't know, it, it, it might be worth it if your if your back's hurting, you know. Cause... Yeah, my my back, it's like I, I stretch it every now and then, but yeah, it's not giving me too many problems. But yeah, I could see that becoming an issue. So it's like yeah. Got to do your hand stretches and yeah, <laughs> arm stretches. stretches. Yeah, yeah. yeah that... You know, you know, you've got, you play games with high APM. I, I play oh, melee, man, so it's yeah. like playing on the GameCube controller, the most unergonomic controller <laughs> in existence. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's, sure. That's that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure with melee, there's a lot of APM with that. Yeah, I remember. Um, there's one player, Wizrobe. He was sponsored mm-hmm. by like Fries at one point, which is really oh, funny. That's cool. Uh, and I think he had like something ridiculous, like 500 APM or like whatever, like Dang. something like utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, like, like if you're a pro, like you, whatever game you play, you have a lot of APM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit ridiculous because there's, um, there's in, at least in Starcraft two, if, if you're, if you're playing Terran, which is like the human race and you're playing bio which is like so with terran there's only really two um 
um, army compositions you can make. Um, there's bio, which is like you're making um, marines and you're making things that heal marines. So it's very like <laughs> biological. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's biological units. And then there's mechanical units, which is very like there's tanks, there's um, these things called Hellions, um, Vikings, which are like these air units that have, provide aerial support. Um, and it's a lot less APM when you play mech because it's such a like it's a very slow, methodical like composition. It's very like slow, but it's very scary. Yeah, versus versus yeah. bio, it's very it's very fast and it's nimble. Um, but it requires a ton of APM. So a lot of yeah. a lot of the Korean pro players, um, when the the only pro players that have like wrist problems are like Terran players that play bio because bio yeah. is such it requires such high APM and they always have like these wrist problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I that, that's melee like. Um, I don't know if melee is like. like uh, they're they're like uh, space animals like Star Fox and Falco. Oh. Like you know, they're arguably you know some of the best characters, depending who you ask. Yeah. But it's like to play them well, you have to have, like just play so fast, and you have to have high APM. Yeah. Whereas you could play a different character like Peach or Puff, and it's like you know they're they're good, still really good, but you mm -hmm. know arguably not as like outwardly powerful. But right. you don't have to move as fast, but you have to do a lot of like you know good decision making and stuff. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. APM you know, it can be less, and you can still win even at a high level because. Because of the way, because it's just your play style, but it's like yeah, and it's like a lot of people who have hand problems are people that play Fox because if you want to play Fox well, you usually have to play him fast and hurts your hands. <laughs> yeah, does yeah does does Smash have that where there are there are some characters where it's more like mechanically demanding where you don't really need to care about the strategy of mm. or the tactics of you know of your of the game. You just need to be mechanically good versus like characters yeah. where you need to have like the strategy or else like yeah you know you're just not gonna play that character so well. yeah so th this is like a thing in fighting games in general but it's mm. what you would call like a tech monster where it's like they just have really good execution uh -huh. so it's like they don't know how to play neutral game which is like you know trying to figure out your opponent and seeing like hey what, mm. what are you gonna do if i do this or yeah, yeah if i don't do it how are you gonna react or how will i react if you do this you know that's neutral it's like this very it's, it's like kind of like a heady concept but it's like you know it's like having a conversation, but it's like, oh, you're weaving in and out. Yeah, yeah. And there are people that like, are really bad at that, but like they just have really high execution. So it's like they can just run at, run at you <laughs> and yeah. just do a bunch of execution stuff. And it's like, but then, but then like you do some mix up on them and it's like, oh, they don't know how to, they're like a robot. They only know how to do like a couple yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like once, once you break their pattern, you realize their pattern. It's like, oh, they don't know how to adapt. And then you just beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. get to a certain point by having really good execution like you can become like a mid-level player <laughs> just from having really good execution mm -hmm. but if you want to be like a high level player you really have to know decision making and like mm -hmm. you know adapting and watching your opponent and you know coming up with different strategies and you know things like that it's like you can have all the best execution in the world but like if you don't know how to like properly like time it and stuff it's like what's the point mm -hmm. it's like I, I mean i guess like you know it's still hard to beat like a task bot or something, you know, a tool assisted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they have execution, but it's like no one's gonna be that good, you know. Like no one can have that perfect execution. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, you can definitely just like yeah, I'm just gonna run at you, I'm gonna do like a like multi shine with fox and I'm just gonna like infinitely stall at the ledge and, <laughs> and it's like blah blah blah, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Are but then I just 
run up to you and then I hit you once and you don't know how to react and then I win. <laughs> are there are there AIs uh, like in, in Smash that you can program? Yeah, so um, there there are like fan made like uh, mods and stuff, mm -hmm. and then like there it's called like twenty XX, <clears throat> oh, okay. and like those computers, they have like high level tech tech skill basically. Oh. So they have high execution techniques that like a, a pro player can do, and it's like they're not really good for necessarily practicing. You want to practice against real people, but it's interesting yeah. to to watch play. Like they can be a decent practice tool every now and then. Yeah. But it's like, um, but yeah, people have programmed like, uh, here's a Martha or a Fox, and they just move so fast you can't touch them. Oh man! Like, like they're, yeah. they're not modding the game, but the, but they're just doing frame one reactions and frame one inputs. You know, yeah. it's like uh, inhuman response time. So it's like you can't hit them, <laughs> yeah. and they just know how to kill you. But if you find like some weird error in their thing, and then you get them, and then they just kill themselves, and it's like ah, that's mm -hmm. why you're a computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there are there like adaptive AIs? Because um, I asked because in in StarCraft a couple years ago there was this um, there was this AI that was developed called uh, Alpha Star. If you heard of AlphaGo, it's 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 basically the same oh, okay. same concept. Um, so Alpha Star, um, it starts off like it doesn't know anything, um, but what it it's an AI that learns over time. So like the more games it played, the more the better it gets. So. We just kept feeding it, you know, a bunch of games, playing against pro players, playing against other AIs, and then you know, over time it gets like scary good. And because it's a computer, it's it basically has like infinite APM, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's doing like these ungodly things, <laughs> you know. It's it's moving yeah. like ways that you know that's impossible to do, you know, as a human. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if like Smash has something like that. Uh, I think there are people working on, like, you know, fan projects, like, doing that stuff, like, just, you know, for shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was yeah. in older fighting games, like Virtua Fighter, like, some uh, of the older entries, they had uh, it built into the game adaptive AI. Oh, So it's, cool. like, a certain kind of AI that would learn, like, your strategies. So if you yeah. beat them by just running up and doing, like, an uppercut or something over and over, mm -hmm. eventually, the next time you play that AI, you would try to run up and do the uppercut, and it would block you. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. so it's like it, it would basically force you to come up with new strategies to beat it, and it's like it's not. Um, it, that stuff's kind of hard because, like you said, a computer can just have infinite APM. And basically, like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it, it can be like a fun, like you know, just like little test to do for yourself. But mm -hmm. yeah, that, that stuff is cool. It's like yeah, it, it teaches you to be more creative and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's not really realistic to practice against because yeah. ideally, like let's say you're a pro player and you know your opponent like generally your opponent has a certain play style or a certain strategy or they play a certain way where you can practice against that specific thing um but then you also get into this thing where like they also know your play style so then you're doing like this kind of mind game where like should i play with like should i play with their weaknesses or should i play so that my weaknesses aren't exploited <laughs> yeah there's yeah. like this concept in japanese and it gets memed on in the fgc yeah. it's like oh the mind read in the mind of the opponent it's like oh yeah. you're on yomi layer one it's like i know you're gonna do this so i'm gonna do this and then like yeah. yomi layer two you know that i know that you're gonna do this so you're gonna do this and it's just, it's just kind of like a meme. yeah <laughs> but it's like that, that's kind of what neutral game is you know it's like yeah. two players that know each other very well even if mm -hmm. they play like weird races or weird classes in whatever games mm -hmm. or weird characters it's like they could probably still have a really entertaining match and yeah. like they can go back and forth because yeah. they just they know each other so well 
Hmm. It's like, you know, someone can pick a low tier character and beat their this other person with a high tier character because they just happen to know each other really well, you know? Yeah. Or it's like so-and-so never loses to X character because they have a practice partner that always plays X character, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah, so It's yeah. like stuff like that where it's like, that's the fun of competitive stuff, you know? It's like learning yeah. to adapt to different opponents and yeah. learning to adapt to different situations and react. And that's yeah. what separates like a good player from like a great player from right. a pro player. Right. <laughs> I feel like uh, as a pro player, I would have too much anxiety on performing really well because, you know, your your performance dictates... I feel like how well you do and basically, you know, your, your salary or like the, your financial side of being like a pro. Um, so I like, I don't know if I could ever do that. <laughs> like there would yeah, just be like a esports psychologist and stuff. Cause yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's like players just get inside their own head so much, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like a legitimate thing. Like they're a sports psychologist too. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah you have to, you have to shoot your mind right too. Cause it's like, yeah, you can just make yourself play worse. Mm-hmm. That's true of like anything in life. It's like your your mind can be a scary thing, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be, and it, it's yeah. it's crazy because a lot of the times it's all in your head. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, whenever I had anxiety playing the trumpet, like Mister Mister Drayton would call it like the demon inside. He's like, you can't let the demon win. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cause like he had this joke about the trumpet where it's like one day you wake up, you play the trumpet, you win. Next day you wake <laughs> up playing as well the trumpet wins this repeats you die the trumpet wins he's <laughs> <laughs> like he would always say like you know um this is like my yamaha mouthpiece yeah, yeah. box like, this is metal you are you are flesh and skin metal will always beat skin <laughs> yeah so like, you know you have to you have to like you know develop a practice routine you know develop um, a relationship with your instrument you know and you just have to understand that you know sometimes like the complexity of the instrument is so or it's like so put it down, walk away, you know, take a break, you know, sleep on it, you yeah. know, because your brain needs to sleep to process, you know, yeah. new information. Yeah, we're not machines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like you're metal or you're, you're not metal. Your instrument's metal. It's going to yeah. beat you. Oh, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. yeah, there's definitely days where um, I've had like, there's a bad day as a trumpet player. It's like, dude, I can't play anything. I can't hit anything. Like, it just sucks right now. But then there's there, there are those other days where it's just flawless. You can hit every note. You know, yep. you're playing all the licks. It's, it's, everything's like going smoothly. Vowels are not stuck. <laughs> um, it's a great time. Um, yeah, and it's like you know, but you can't always be in the you know in your flow state or in the zone. You yeah, because it's like play like that it's like it's just it's really taxing you know after a certain period of time yeah it's yeah. just not but you want to put yourself in environments or create methods where you can get to that state you know more easily and you don't have to think about as much as what you're doing and you kind of rely on instinct to take over you know like there's this one book that's um it's kind of a meme in like the smash community but oh, like, yes. i read it i read it before <laughs> and it's called like the inner game of tennis mm-hmm um, my, my grandpa had this book for a long time and it's like about tennis playing but really you can apply it to any sort of competitive or whatever endeavor you want to yeah, do yeah. it talks about just kind of like the psychology of playing and stuff mm-hmm. but it's like yeah it's this book i actually miss mr drayton recommended it to me so it was really funny to see it become like a meme and like the fighting game community mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you got to read the inner game of tennis bro <laughs> it'll, it'll fix your mentality <laughs> oh because it, it, it is actually like a helpful book and it talks about you know like letting your instincts take over and it's like there are two yeah. sides or like there's like two two sides inside of you and it's like yeah. there's like like you know like like your mind and then there's like your actual talent and it's like 
you can't like force your talent to come out you know you have to like ease it to come out and stuff like that it's like really really interesting book but yeah Yeah. i recommend it to anybody you know Mm, it's a cool like music performance as well yeah it reminds me of a lot of um like a lot of what dr k talks about i don't know if you know dr k he's kind of big he's big in the like gaming community um he He's a yeah. He's a psychiatrist. Like, um, are they like healthy gamer GG yeah. or something like that? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I heard about them recently. I was like, oh, this seems yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I stumbled upon him like recently, and he talks a lot about a lot of different things that as like as a gamer you don't really think about. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Like, if if you ever have time, look into look into him. He's like really like I think it's really just interesting. Like, if you're really into like psychology and just mental health in general um yeah it's a piece of pretty cool resource yeah because it's like you know sometimes you'll play ranked and it's like you just get nervous and it's like why how like i'm yeah, alone in why? my yeah it's like why am I getting nervous like yeah there are literally stakes aside from you know oh i went down a few points <laughs> or something yeah. if you're playing ranked. right but it's right, like right. your your mind perceives it as like an actual real danger because you're treating yeah. it like that right. yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's just how we are yeah. as, like, as, as humans. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it's so funny that it's like perceived danger can become real danger to your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like your mind is like a powerful thing. <laughs> yeah, and then you get into that issue where sometimes you're stuck in that state. Like you're just constantly stressed, for example, all the time. Yeah. And we're like, our bodies are not made to be stressed, you know, over a long period of time. Maybe a short period of time, that's fine. But like yeah. the cortisol is like, oh, that's it could be pretty damaging to you yeah, over and then, a long yeah, period of time. Like, you know, a therapist or a psychiatrist, and then you might need actual medication. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. Like, but it's, like, treated... It's better these days, but even still, it can be treated as, like, a stigma. Oh, yeah, you know, Especially, you know, men don't like to talk about their feelings a lot of the time and stuff. Right, it's like, yeah. It's like, you know, gotta get better at that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just as, as a society. And um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then I feel like gaming is like has a big stigma on it too as well. I mean, maybe a lot better than before, but you know, I think it still has that stigma. Yeah, it's like oh, you're playing a game, and it's like <laughs> well, we're meant to play things like yeah. like we play sports, we play board games, you know, we play whatever. It's like yeah, as long as it's not like dictating your life, you know, you're not like uh, you know, shushing aside actual responsibilities in favor of your game time like you can yeah. you should be able to do whatever hobby you want you know mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody should touch you for that yeah <laughs> if you're not hurting yourself and you're not hurting other people it's like who cares like yeah yeah, like... yeah yeah for sure <laughs> um are there any other like topics that you want to you want to hit on or any other questions you have for me um before we move on to the, the future goals part yeah i would say like um maybe just like some light advice for the current class or whatever or anybody oh like, looking yeah, to yeah. Get... yeah we can talk about that yeah, like um, you know it's just like um, yeah find a teacher you know <laughs> take take your music studies really seriously or even if like you're an alumni that like um you know you put down your instrument or whatever you want to learn a new instrument it's like yeah like look online like there are plenty of resources and like it's okay to suck <laughs> like i remember yeah. when i was new to the i was i was awful <laughs> and now i'm okay <laughs> yeah and sometimes it takes time to get okay but that's fine yeah, that, that's just for everything. Like we, like we all, we're all noobs at some point, <laughs> you know. Just like we're for everything. Just for anything. Yeah, I, I remember like learning, like uh, teaching myself to play melee. Like I was, I was awful at first. It's like I can't control my character. I can't yeah. like execute anything right. 
it's like I feel like I'm so sluggish, and now I can just like run around the stage and do kind of whatever. Yeah. It's like I don't have perfect execution, but you know. But it's like, yeah, you, you have to build yourself, you know, like a daily practice routine or whatever practice routine. Then you know, yeah, set yourself like some realistic goals. Yeah, that's just like for anything yeah. really. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, like that's like advice that like applies to just life. I think mm -hmm. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Advice for maybe the current bandies. I would say let your... I don't know, like your... Like, care about the music first. For That's like the first and foremost thing. Care about the music. Care about, like, the band um, in terms of, like, musicianship. And I feel like that is, like, the big driving force for a lot of like your motivations like like sometimes you don't even need motivation sometimes you just have to do it you know you yeah need that, you need to build that discipline so like for those days where you don't feel like doing it you're just you're just in the habit of doing it just because it's you know it's a habit um it's like yeah like, like at that point yeah like even if you don't like you don't just don't feel like practicing or something like pick up your instrument for like at least five minutes or something and then like just do whatever on it and then like your mind will naturally like oh actually i want to do this and then yeah. like, you'll just naturally find yourself practicing more and then from there you can get more structured if you want or if you just want to take it easy for that day it's like it's fine yeah but yeah I, I agree with that it's like yeah, yeah. musicianship should come first you know yeah yeah definitely. definitely like well this is for anything but like the biggest thing is just getting started so yeah. if you just force yourself to just start like a, like a lot of the times that's enough to get you going like all right i'm just gonna do this for two minutes i i will guarantee you like after those two minutes you're probably gonna like want to keep going like yeah totally yeah so like if you if you're doing that thing for two minutes and you just don't feel like doing it still then just don't do it but most of the time you're gonna want to keep keep doing it whatever it is <laughs> Yeah, like the other day, I didn't have my bass yet, but I have yeah. I have this guitar that I just kind of inherited from a family member. Yeah, and I was like, well, the first four strings are pretty much the bass strings, so I was yeah. just like kind of out the fretboard. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was just kind of like planning to tune it and just get a feel for the fretboard. But then I just found myself like I can't really play guitar, but I was just noodling with different notes and playing stuff. Yeah, on it, and it's like, and I did that for like an hour, or like half an hour, and it's like that was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like I'm not I'm not a guitar player, but it was mm -hmm. still fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I gained. <laughs> yeah and learn your major scales <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah i was honestly i don't even know all my major scales but it's something that i don't know if i had the time to do i'd i, I would <laughs> um, yeah it seems I, I know very all of useful yeah. yeah yeah it is because if you just know like your major scales then you can learn you know major chords and stuff yeah you just learn them on piano like you don't need good mm -hmm. piano technique but just learn how to play them on piano or guitar or yeah. even your own if you're not comfortable with either of those and then it's cool and then you can see the relationship between you know different notes and different scales and stuff mm -hmm. and cool yeah <laughs> yeah let's see other advice drum major specific advice i don't know spicy. i feel like spicy <laughs> <laughs> i i i feel like it's like you should have the same well Okay, first and foremost, I was like a drum major. You need to um, keep your ego down. There's definitely like there's yeah. that ego component where at least at least in our band, I don't know, I don't know how it's like in other bands, but in like in CA band, since it's so student run, um, you have a lot of power and you can 
like troll basically kind of lets you do whatever you want, which is kind of a good thing or bad thing, um, depending on the leadership. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you have to keep your ego in check. I think two is that you kind of have to treat yourself as a regular band person. You're not any better than the section leader or like this freshman that just joined. You're just another random band person, <laughs> um, you know, and you just want to do do good for the band, um, so to speak. And at least when I was in band, I was very like goal oriented. I didn't know how to reach that goal, but I was like, all right we're going to learn these 10 songs and we're going to memorize them. That's just a random goal. I don't know if we're going to hit it, but I let that be, I let those goals kind of be the driving force for um, rehearsals or learning how to do something. Um, yeah. Mr. Drayton yeah. would always tell um, shoot for the stars, you know, and you might land yeah. on the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot for for the roof you land on your ass <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah so i i feel like um you gotta set goals because for me i don't like doing things for the sake of doing things i like to have some sort of thing at the end of the road um some goal at the very end um to achieve um so i would say like set a lot of goals and like be ambitious but also be kind of be realistic too you know, don't plan a trip to Germany. That's not well. Depending on the band program, I don't know. Yeah. It really depends. But that was that's not that's not going to happen with us. Yeah, you have to plan like a bunch of micro steps. You know, micro goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something that big. You know, it's like okay. Well, first that we we should start. You know, looking into fundraisers. Okay, now we have a fundraiser. Yep. How much do we want to raise? Okay, let's try and raise this much, then this much, then this much, and then yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And then I. I that <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh, and then also be be like adaptable because i'm sure there's band problems that didn't exist you know when we were in band that are happening yeah. now that we don't have any experience you know in that so yeah. i think i think one thing like you got to be adaptable for whatever situation and don't be so rigid um because you know we're we we have a certain experience in band and you know sometimes the alumni aren't you know the best resource for it since we have i guess the older way of thinking you know <laughs> yeah i remember one time like lawrence was saying like oh we have to do it this way because it's a tradition and then like i like yeah. jokingly said like traditions are made to be broken <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, was upset about that. he wasn't like really upset he's like no you have to <laughs> it's yeah. just funny <laughs> yeah but it's like yeah you know, it's like don't do something the same way because that's how it's always been you know if you want to do something differently it's like you know you can question that you know and maybe yeah. the reason that the way it's done that way is because it is the best method but you know mm -hmm. experiment yeah yeah <laughs> but like don't force it upon everybody especially mm -hmm. if you're like the drum major you know? yeah yeah, Cons yeah consult leadership consult mm -hmm. the section leaders you know ask mr Terrell and stuff yeah yeah i think <laughs> like, I, yeah i think at the very end of the day is just like care a lot about the band and that will be like a foundation for every, everything else you know if you don't care about the band then like nothing else is gonna follow yeah you know? the best decisions are made with like a like love <laughs> yeah <heart>. exactly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah there you go like i i loved my time in band and yeah like that, that basically guided you know mm -hmm. my whole high school experience everything i did was you know I was like all right gotta do well in school because want to stay in band gotta yeah exactly. <laughs> gotta do well, yeah you know, the band sound good gotta do play your part you know yeah, like I did, like I was pretty salty at certain times, you know, to play tuba, <laughs> but it's like, well, but no one else plays tuba, so it's like, okay, 
Yeah. And then, if, yeah. Now it's like I wish I was playing tuba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you frame it like, oh, I gotta do this for the band. You know, I might hate it, but you know, as long as I'm doing it for the band, you know, that's what matters. Yeah, if you're doing something for the band, you're really not having like that bad of a time. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, like if you look at it, you know, holistically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not very actionable advice, but it's just more like a mentality like mindset, you know, that you got to have, I think. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like like every every band class or whatever, every like class graduating class, like they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out like <laughs> Yeah. Like, like yeah. you know, people before you have made it this far, you'll make it farther as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there, there's no problem that's, like, insurmountable or whatever. Or, yeah, for sure. Like, like you can rely on each other. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want, like, band members to start from square one every year. You know, that would kind of suck. Exactly. It's like, uh, that's the whole point of, like, being, like, learning history and stuff. It's Exactly, like, yeah. History, that's where history comes in. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're not, it's like, you know, history doesn't repeat itself. You know, people repeat themselves because they don't <laughs> learn history. Yeah. It's like, uh, there, there's, like, this quote attributed to Mark Twain. I don't, I don't know if he actually said it, but it's like, a, history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's a good so quote. It's, it's like, certain things happen, but it's like well but like did you look at the past did you see what people before you tried to do did you fall into the same mistakes yeah like you know this is a weird example because they're both not great people but it's like napoleon failed to invade uh -huh. russia and hitler <laughs> failed to invade russia and it's like yeah. why did you try to invade russia during the winter <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's your problem <laughs> and it's like well it was good for us because no one wants hitler to win but you know yeah but it's like napoleon was right there man you could have learned mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like you don't have to repeat the same mistakes as the past you don't have to do it their way but you know it can be good guidance yeah yeah let's see what other what other advice um i don't know just have, just, fun. Just have fun yeah i was gonna say just have fun like, like um, even if you're if you if you're not gonna be like you know the best musician you'll be like you can still have a lot of fun yeah make make good memories have friends yeah exactly yeah important as a teenager yeah I'm, I'm very happy that with ci's band we didn't take everything too seriously because you know i think you know if if you take things too seriously um i think for certain things you know there's there's like a good reason you know like let's say you're um you're a band that's been to like the championship for a certain field show competition every year you know that makes a lot of sense but don't yeah. just be strict and you know serious all the time for the sake of being serious all the time yeah yeah if you want to yeah. be serious then have like serious goals you know have yeah stuff in mind. yeah don't be like a weird totalitarian dictator about it yeah. it's like no, just for the then sake no one's gonna have fun and then like yeah. you just make bad music at that point yeah <laughs> if you want to be serious that's good but then just have goals yeah. that match that and then work towards it like don't just be yeah don't just do something for the sake of doing it <laughs> do it mindfully yeah yeah i think that's all the advice i guess that i can think of <laughs> yeah. without just, any other input from you know the current bandies yeah learn different instruments it can be fun oh yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. i picked up I the drums only because of rock band but and i was like oh this is actually really fun <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so like part of me wish i kind of did drumline back then <laughs> yeah they, they always look like they were having fun yeah yeah, I'll go back and watch that Zondra episode when I find. Yeah, I learned I learned a lot about drumline, just <laughs> the drumline history. Um, 
I think like as um I like history, so hearing about, you know, what happened in the past from someone else's <laughs> perspective way different from what i saw i was like oh yeah this that's is, this that's, is going uh, on. that's like the history of history yeah. where it's like you go to primary sources and you see how history happened and like how it changed over time yeah. and then like how it's uh observed by different people mm -hmm. you know who are actually there or from different accounts of historical records yeah. of people from there yeah yeah like i always really admired drumline like i uh, always admired you know like zonjuro and cassie and mm -hmm. sophia you know marcel uh, Natasha, Tony, like I, I always, I always like their you know different leaderships and stuff like that. So it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they was like, they were, they knew when to be serious and they knew when to have fun. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like you could always look over at Drumline. They, you know, they'd be doing their their Drumline stuff and the being yeah. real serious, and then you just see them having fun the next moment. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the good. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I learned like there's a reason for that. Um, uh, just to give like a quick, you know, summary of like the Zandra episode. Basically, Drumline imploded and um, basically died because um, like the captain was being too serious, yeah, um, with things, and you know, not a lot of people liked the captain, so a lot of people just quit because it yep. was just being way too serious for the sake of being serious. Yeah, and Drumline, you know, Im imploded and basically died. And then at, at some point, um, this is like my, um, the, the tail end of my freshman year, that was when like Zandra was like, all right, let's get the drumline back together. And, but we also need to reform, you know, how um, drumline works, you know, in terms of like, I guess the structure of it. And, yeah. and here's also the very big thing. And I talk about it a lot with the Zandra episode is that back when I was a freshman, the... I felt like there was a big wall between drumline yeah. and band. Very big wall. Like we're very two different groups. But yeah. when when Zandra and I took charge, we integrated that together. Um, yeah, I I remember that. Like you both had that specific goal in mind because because yeah. yeah, you guys would talk about that how different it used to be. Yeah, yeah. we didn't want that. So yeah. Um, and then ever since then, it's been pretty well integrated. So I'm very happy with that. <laughs> Yeah. Happy with that outcome. Um, anyways, uh, let's move on to uh, the future goals and where you see yourself. Um, so I call these the four ones. Um, so where do you see yourself in a week, a month, a year, a decade? A week, same place. It's a Saturday. I'm chilling. I work Monday through Friday. So yeah, same. Chilling. It's a, it's that corporate <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a month from now, what is that? That's like tail end of september going into like october yeah uh we'll, we'll probably still be in lockdown unfortunately so yeah who knows when we're gonna get you know uh, <clears throat> a, a vaccine yeah things hopefully getting back to normal <laughs> hopefully a year from now it'll start to go back to normal normal yeah because I, I i'd like to you know do more music stuff like i was saying we're trying to get something started rj and i maybe amaro as well if anybody out there wants to do something hit us up we're always down mm -hmm. so hopefully yeah a year from now i'm not bad at bass guitar <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'll be decent yeah. at it a year from now mm -hmm. uh what's the other one Five, a year or what after a year a year decade. and a decade yeah Ooh, a decade okay so i'm, I'm 25 now so i'll be 35 oh man that sounds so old but that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna go that's gonna 
you know hit us before we even know it so yeah 35 uh i hope i'm not dead <laughs> that'd be nice yeah yeah Bane, if i died uh yeah i don't know maybe i hope i have a house or something probably yeah. not in california the way climate change is going yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah i don't know yeah hopefully like i'm just happy and healthy in the decade that's all yeah. i really want happy and healthy and then i hope my my friends are happy and healthy friends and family yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of all i want out of life like i just mm -hmm. want to have have fun live safely happily mm -hmm. Ha help my friends and my family live safely and happily mm -hmm. that's kind of all i want <laughs> yeah and then um the last question that i kind of added a couple podcasts ago is um like do you have a ideal so this is like your current thought not your high school um ah. thought uh do you have like a idealistic version of yourself and like what would that person look like yeah so so kind of like to what I was getting back at the beginning of the thing, mm -hmm. like you know, there's your perceived version of yourself, like yeah. what you think of yourself and then like how you think other people perceive you. I think for a long time when I was younger and in high school, I, <clears throat> I wanted people to see me as like an icy kind of serious person, mm -hmm. you know, with that exterior. But I don't know if you, if you get to talk to me and you get to know me, you kind of see that melt away pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you're just a, like I'm just a big goofball, but, uh, yeah, I think my idealized self would be someone that's able to, you know, sort of, like, kind of, not, not pull that in the middle, but, you know, be more genuine, more authentic. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, don't have to put up, like, a fake front for other people. Like, just yeah. be yourself. And I, I don't know, I, I want to be somebody who's, like, more kind and caring and apathetic, you know? Yeah, yeah, empathy's yeah. a big thing. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's, like, the most important thing. Like, if you can find, you know that sort of inner peace and then you know you, you help spread that to other people and share with other people mm -hmm. and then you know use that to better yourself and like the world around you you know mm -hmm. yeah i guess like my big overall dream is to make i don't know how you get there but i'd like to make the world a better place you know by the time i'm yeah. gone just yeah. a little bit you know i think that'd be awesome yeah that was sort of my goal you know growing up i want to make the world a better place or make humanity advance further <laughs> Because <laughs> I wanted, like, when I was growing up, I wanted to be an astronaut because mm. I thought, like, space was, like, the final frontier. You know, eventually our time on Earth is going to be gone, but um, we can always, like, continue out into the ventures of space. That, these are my thoughts, you know, as a child, yeah. <laughs> basically growing up. Pretty philosophical. Um, yeah, very philosophical. So I was like, I want to be part of that, like, final frontier where we're exploring, you know, other galaxies and stuff. Um, yeah that'd be awesome um, I, I remember um <laughs> growing up as a kid I, I would watch a lot of like pbs and the history mm -hmm. channel yeah, National yeah, yeah weather channel stuff with like my grandpa and like yeah. i was just really interested in like history and the natural world yeah it's like i guess it's always been semi-obvious i guess that that was a passion for me mm -hmm. and going into middle school i took like social studies you know in like seventh grade mm -hmm. and then i remember learning about like um islam uh and like confucius oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taoism and things like that yeah, and just yeah. different religions of the world and i was like these aren't that different from each other like they, like yeah, they actually, have yeah <laughs> they have like different cultural ideas and you know they, they worship things differently but it's like but you can see like a common thread in all of them and it's like yep. who cares what's right or wrong it's like everyone's just kind of wanting to believe you know mm -hmm. worship however they want to and it's like 
because I remember at that time, you know, there was just a lot of like bad like Islamophobia in America at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's like, man, like Islamic people, Muslim people, like they're not that different. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember being like really upset by that. It's like, why, why do we have to hate that? Like, it doesn't have to be like, like you know, we don't have to all hold hands and sing kumbaya. But it's like, yeah, it's it's fine. We can embrace our differences. You know, like certainly there, are, you know, whatever political views that you might not agree with. But it's like, yeah. I don't know. Like as people, like in an individual level, it's like we can we have a lot of work to do. I think you know, understanding each other. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know how you get there, but like, I'd like to make a better empathetic world more egalitarian mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and then i i feel like the 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 demons the demonization of like the other side whatever the other side is yeah like i feel like that's a big problem and it's 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 crazy because a lot of the times the other side is also doing it you know to the other side <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah. so it's just like, yeah, it's like people just perpetuate hate yeah, yeah it's just fostering this i don't know misunderstanding that you know, it's not really, you know, warranted. I think our energy could be funneled into more productive things. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like, like America just has a history of that. It's like, you know, we had the Chinese Exclusion Act at one point. Yeah. It's like, we invited all the Chinese people here to build our railroads, and we're like, get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously slavery and you know, stuff yeah. with the Native Americans is not good either. But it's like... Yeah, it's like I don't know, like well, we don't need to hate each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like and like you know, easier said than done. But it's like I don't know. I think like people like we made the world we live in, mm-hmm. like as it currently is, and not everybody in it had a say in that, obviously. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's like but people can have more of a say in it and mm-hmm. it's like I don't know, we can make a better world. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it, no one person's gonna do it, no one country's gonna do it, but you know. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we're kind of like straddling the lines between like politics, which I don't want to get into, but well, that's, <laughs> th- this is a good point to end the podcast on. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, any any shoutouts you want to give, or where people can find you as we wrap up? Yeah, you can find me. I guess uh, I'm on Twitter, Paragon Aragon. Uh, it just rhymes. That's the only yeah, that's reason. cool name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was like, oh, there's a word that rhymes with my last name. That's funny. I'm on Facebook too. Don't really do too much there. And then I've been told to shout out the line chat. I don't know what that means. But <laughs> you know exactly what it means. <laughs> All right, Angel. Uh, it was good talking to you. Um, yeah, thanks for being yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I think this is really awesome. Like I said, I- I've watched every episode except for the Zondra one just because it's beefy. Beefy oh, boy. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a big boy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. This is really awesome. I, yeah. I look forward to future episodes. Yeah, I'm. There's a lot of like special episodes that I want to do um, that I'm still thinking of. Um, I'm really looking forward to what I really want to do is interview people that are way older than me. That would be uh, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because you know they they I'm sure they have a very different perspective. Because it's been mostly people around like my age. Yeah. You know, which, it's been which a lot is of fine. Class. <laughs> yeah, which is fine, but I want like people in their freaking thirties and forties, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> that would be interesting. That'd yeah, be somebody interesting. who was uh who, who like uh, was directed by Mr. Ankles or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be cool to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Angel, take care. All right, thanks everyone. All right, see ya. Bye.